here with Terrell Chatterbox. How you doing today, T? I am good. I am good. You could tell us a Monday because you started talking and your mic was still down. So that just goes to show what we're dealing with on this Monday uh, afternoon now. But how's it going? How's it going? Good. It's okay. We'll make it through. We yes. Do. Yes, we always make it through. Um... Again, this is Talk That Talk. If you guys are listening right now, you guys are listening to Talk That Talk. I am your host. I am your. Blah, 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 blah. I am your host, Terrell Chatterbox Emerson, and with my co-host Alex White. And is that my phone going off? It is my phone going off. Please ignore that. Um, but yeah, but this is Talk That Talk. We are not live on the Rebel HD two currently. Still going under maintenance. Uh, at least that's what I'm going to call it. Um, but we do have some social media you can follow for yes. Talk That Talk. Absolutely. If you want to follow us on Twitter and, you know, let me actually correct that. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's Talk That Talk LV. Once again, on Twitter, it's at Talk That Talk LV. On Instagram, on Facebook, it is Talk That Talk Radio Show. Once again, Instagram and Facebook for this radio show. If you want to follow up, it is Talk That Talk Radio Show. Let's get into it. Um, Usually one of the first things that comes out within uh, the first 10, 15 minutes of the radio show Um is the podcast and the podcast is usually one thing that we talk about we did record another one episode 12 uh, almost forgot the name of it episode 12 was recorded on friday night and which was friday the 13th too defending the dum-dums yes okay. defending the dum-dums was the name of the episode defending the dum-dums uh i can't even explain to you guys why that's the name of the, of the episode until duna gets here but anyway um if you watched episode 10 which i think was battle with the summers you're aware of doing and defending the dum-dums um but yeah but episode 12 was done uh all the editing should be done now we should be in the in the process of trying to get everything uploaded on the youtube um anything else you to say about that it was fun so. yes it was, it was very good, very fun good episode yes very very fun it was such a fun episode that we talked for i don't even know i, I gotta probably talk to roman to see how long the pie was but we talked for nearly two hours i know there was a setup was let's say we probably had conversations for a while for like close to three while we were there setting up and things but um yes and we had a special guest yes absolutely yes caprice was there duna was there alex was there uh alex hosted again um and yeah it was just it was just old vibes it was just old vibes jarell jarell called my brother called yes. um and he even said it. He was like, and if you guys are listening to this show because we are not um, live right now, you guys get two hours of us uninterrupted. So that should be fun. That should be fun. Um, but really, really quick, Jarrell, when we were talking on the pod, especially by it being an independent podcast, he was like, I guess he heard a couple of curse words and he probably heard us shout out what we were drinking. And he was like, hold on, wait. Y'all radio show give it up like this? Like, I didn't know you got, and I was like, no, 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 no. This is the podcast. This is completely different. I would have hung up on you if this is the radio show. This is, this is not, yeah, this is not that. And he, and of course, he uh, added to the conversation. We talked to Antonio Brown. We yeah. talked to his Raiders. We didn't get fully through the schedule, but, um, I mean, we got enough through to where we can always call him back the next episode and get the rest of it. And I think we stopped probably around the bye week time, but I told him Kansas City was going to put a 50 on him. And after that first quarter, I was worried. I was like, um, okay. But it ended up 28-10, and it ended up being a lopsided victory even then. But, um, I mean, it is what it is at this point. But shout-out to Jarrell for being on the pod. And just to kind of put into perspective, too, that was genuine when I called Jarrell on the podcast, and he answered and was like, home of the Whopper, what's your beef? Like, those are real life conversations that me and him have on the daily basis. So I know to some people it was probably kind of funny in the moment or when you hear it, it'd be funny in the moment. 
but that was a real moment where I was like, yo, <laughs> you're on the pod. That's hilarious. And he was like, oh, oh okay. Hi, people. Um, he didn't expect that. So sure enough, that's what I want. I want that. I want that kind of raw, uh, that raw, that raw reality of just the conversations that we have. But um, ultimately, that's what it was. And sure enough, doing is walking in as we speak. Go ahead and grab a chair. Your mic is over here. Um, so yeah, man. Um, Duna's here now. I'm gonna let him set up. Go ahead and get comfortable, my guy. Um, what else? What else? What else? Oh, so we were talking about the pod for a little bit. We were talking about how the editing should be done, or at least it's probably close to being done. Um, we told everybody that the episode name was "Defending the Dum Dums." I'm gonna give you a chance to defend it now, real quick. I'm telling you, anytime outside of going to the bank, there is no reason why you should have dum dums. Um, it is now. Okay. Now I ain't gonna defend the dum dums right now because I ain't got none with me. Um, is that the only reason? Yeah, it's the only reason right now. I ain't got no dum dums with me, so I can't defend them. If I had them with me, I'll defend them because I have like ten of them with me. If you would have walked in the studio with dum dums, ten different flavors. Like, I, there's no reason why I should walk around and see you on campus with a dum-dum. There's just not. Like, I don't really care. Even did you I get it from U.S. Bank? Bank? Yeah, I did. U.S. Oh Bank. Right out the cup. Right out the cup. <laughs> right out the right cup. Right out the cup. They know exactly why I go in there. That's what... <laughs> yep. They might have to charge you for that. Nope. What if they What, what if they had a donation little jar next to it? Would you donate? Yep. I don't believe it. I'll donate them dum dums right back. <laughs> I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Nah. But again, um, oh. I almost said this was episode thirteen. It's not. I almost said this was a podcast again. So let me try to keep it together and not curse on air. But anyway, you guys are listening to Talk That Talk. And one thing that we normally start with our tip ins. Let's go ahead and knock out my mom's now. She sent me two. She usually does. She kinds of. She kind of does it. So I guess I have a choice in terms of what I want to read. But I'm actually read these back to back. Stop waiting for things to happen. Go out and make them happen. Excuses will always be there for you. Opportunities won't. Nice. Like and we didn't get one. one last week, so. Yes. That's so, good. We got two. Yes, we got two this week. I like it. Go right back to back behind each other. I like that a lot. Um, where else do I want to start? Uh, let's start as we always do. Vegas news. We yep. always start Vegas news. Duna, you covered probably the biggest Vegas news of the oh. weekend. Uh, talk about that explosion that happened on campus yesterday. Which, by the way, hold on, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> because now, because now I get the now I get the really tee off the way I've been wanting to. Yo, how is it possible that the Aces had a playoff game, a playoff home game on UNLV's campus, and nobody told UNLV? And when I mean when I say nobody told UNOV, I'm meaning that they didn't tell UNOV students. I didn't hear anybody talking about it. You know, that, that, to go to go off of that, I actually got um, some people that I've like talked to, and they've gotten um, emails, like the ones that were there, the ones who weren't there, but they got notifications about the game being at the Thomas Mac. And I'm like, well, that's kind of crazy because I'm in journalism, I'm in this field. And you write for the sports section. I have no thank you, and I have gotten no notification about about what like why it was there. I'm not gonna lie. No, During nothing. any given UNLV event, I can name every working staff member in the in the building. 
I didn't know that the Aces were playing on camp. Like, it's to the point where I was leaving production day, and I was, like, listening to the game in the car, and I was like, wow, that shot, like, whatever, whatever. Yeah. I'm driving. I'm listening to post-game interviews, and I'm watching people fall out of the TMC, and I'm like, <laughs> nah. And I keep driving, and, like, people, like, of course, now people, you know how it is. Yeah. People are not even, they're ignoring the, the crosswalk. So now they're just walking in front of cars. I seen so many Aces jerseys, so many Aces noisemakers, and I was sitting there like, nah. That is crazy. Nah. I didn't know that. I was like, there's yeah. no way that this game just took place on campus. Yeah, it took place on and campus. And then I seen wild. the the baseline shot, the baseline view of um of the shot, of the game winning shot by De'Ara uh, Camby. Hamby, excuse me. And when when you got that baseline shot and it was, I want to say, Maybe a foot, maybe a foot away from the ground, so you could see under the scoreboard. When I seen the UNLV, I was like, "Nah, nah," because for the first time in my life, I'm not gonna lie, I sat here and was like, "Did something get by me?" Apparently, got by like it snuck us. by everybody. Yeah. So I don't feel that bad that it snuck by me, but shame on you. Yeah, shame on you, UNLV. A lot of students didn't know. Shame on you, UNLV. Shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on you. That is a Sunday. Everybody that lives on campus could have filed into that Thomas and Mac. Shame on you, UNLV. Shame on you. I don't even know how many other ways to say it because you guys alert us of every G League game that happens around this city. You uh, you inform us of every rugby game that happens in the state, but you don't want to tell us that the Aces are playing on the only monster truck rallies, NASCAR. You want to tell us about all of these events. But the one event. You want to tell us about high school baseball. So how does that happen? I can tell you a couple of different ways on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to. I don't know if you want me to do it here. I don't know how it works. And I, when I found out it was at Thomas and Mac, I was already on my way there. Right. And I was like. Wait, to the Mandalay Bay Event Center? Uh, No, like. You was on your way to the Thomas and Mac. To right? the Thomas and Mac. Like, and I was like, what? The game's here? Like, it was just, it was, it's just different. And then the, um. One of the guys that actually worked for the Aces, he said, yeah, they had a concert at the uh, Mandolin Bay, which is why they moved it to the Thomas and May. When, how long was the concert? See, it's going to turn into a podcast conversation. Because yeah, how long right. was the show scheduled at the Mandalay Bay Event Center? I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to say it because I really want to cover this show, and I don't know how it's going to work. But I've been waiting to cover this show that doesn't take place until October. I got the email in July. So how long... Did you guys know? Right. They knew for they knew for a minute, but that like So that means if I got the email in July about the show that I want to cover in October, how long was they talking to the venue? Oh, that's a good question. That had to start sometime in April, maybe May. If you got the press release out in July and the show was in October. Yeah. You can't tell me I don't I don't care. And then if it is, and then if it is worse planning and they just randomly schedule a show and you forget that you have a professional basketball team that plays there. Even worse. It's probably because they didn't think the Thomas Mack was going to be packed like that. Or you didn't think the Aces was going to make it to the postseason. That too. Let's talk about that. But they Which one is it? did, and they ended up winning. Oh, and this is win. where Duna takes over because okay. Duna was in the building. I was definitely in the building, man. Um, but shout out to the you know the doubters of mm-hmm. the Aces. Um, I definitely wrote a story that's in the newspaper if you've checked it out. Yes, um, yes. Um but I kind of basically said, like, they're the bad girls of the NBA, the WNBA. 
And I referred that because you have the coach, Bill Beer, whose mm-hmm. motto is defense first, offense comes with that. And that game yesterday was – they were going, like, back and forth for the most part. But then again, they were down by 14 points. And they went on a tear, 24-7 to seven run. And, I mean, shots, crazy shots, and <laughs> one shots – like, they were going up. When I mean, like, it was, like, the luck. It was, like, the luck. Like, it was, like, luck. To me, it looked like luck, but those are professional shots. Those are professional athletes as well. Absolutely. And and we've kind of already talked about it on this show already. And Liz came up big as well, 23 points, uh, 17 boards, uh, six blocks. That Man. That's just – that's an unhuman stat line. Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's an unhuman stat line. It's crazy. Um, those, those, mind you, those are – real nba numbers like absolutely men no like doubt those, those are and without a question those numbers without those are dwight howard numbers when he was healthy but um never mind um <laughs> yo dwight's making a comeback don't, don't do that. that don't laugh at dwight no, don't do that don't laugh don't do that. um <laughs> But going back to the Aces, I think it, I think it's it, it's a bigger story to be had here and I think it's just my bad and I think it's just something to be said about the spirit of Vegas becoming a sports town Oh man! Because I think there's just something to Vegas. You know what? Because Vegas is going through, and this is weird because I'm I feel so blessed to be able to be in this opportunity or be in this position and have this opportunity to see it because I'm witnessing Vegas go through sports heartaches for the first time and sports triumphs for the first time. So it's a little different because in your first year from the outside looking in, like I said, everybody for specifically speaking from LA, Southern California. I mean that's that's LA Kings over there. So especially when they hear Vegas go tonight, they were like, oh, now everybody's a hockey a hockey fan in Vegas. They probably didn't even watch hockey before. Da, da, da. That's their first professional sports team. Yeah, I'd get behind them too. Yeah, um, that's that's kind of what you like, want them to do. And from seeing them get so close on a couple of occasions now, from seeing the Aces miss out on the postseason last year, and then you look back to that game that they missed due to travel, and then you kind of weigh those options, and you're like, man, should they have played on less rest? But then you, you're you risking injuries, things of that nature. And then you look at the Aviators, who now they just move into Las Vegas ballpark, and you may look at it and say, well, the Aviators have been around, not the Aviators per se, but a Las Vegas minor league baseball team has been around for 50-plus years. Yeah, but that was in Cashman. Yeah. So essentially you put a new stamp on it You put a new branding on it You put it in a brand new ballpark According to Baseball's Digest The best ballpark Not only in the minor league But the best ballpark in the country I mean You you spark something with that So to even go to the postseason To go to that game five Even though you lose it Even though you lose it at home I'm witnessing Vegas experience 10, 15, 20 years Of heartbreak and triumphs in a very very short time so what does that tell me was that this city is going to be poised for a championship i don't know which sport it's coming from but I'll when that comes you, you said you'll, you'll tell us yeah i'll tell you i man. think I, I think i know where you're leaning but go ahead tell yeah, us what yeah. tell us where you it's coming probably from you know where i'm gonna lean i think so i'm gonna go with the unlv football <laughs> huh? you said it wasn't unlv football no not even close oh okay you said it not me no, I said Aces. Oh, okay. Aces is going to break a championship before any other all-pro team. Is it happening this year? Mm. I'm could. not going to lie. I was looking at the field this year, and I'm, hey, it could. I love the Aces. It could. It's not that it can't happen. A lot has to, I'm not going to say a lot has to go right, but other teams have 
I'll, I'll put it this way. Other teams don't just have one way to the championship now. Oh, no. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think even if you look yeah, at Washington and you're looking at, you're looking at Elena Deladine, you're kind of looking at it like, well, what else do they have behind that besides that? But, I mean, I'm talking Connecticut. I'm talking, yeah, I'm I'm talking like the Sparks. I mean, the Sparks, I think to a certain extent, you just can't beat experience. What if, what if, here's here's my thing. Mm-hmm. Because the way it works is uh, it's lower seed, higher seed. Mm-hmm. Which I, I think I know where like, you're going. I kind of like that. What if it was... <laughs> Las Vegas Aces yes. versus the Los Angeles Sparks. I'm going to every game. I'm going back home Could for those two games. Could you imagine how huge, how packed? I'm going. Kobe's at loud, every game. I'm going. How loud. Can you imagine how amazing that game is? Oh, that whole series. I hope it goes five. That whole series. I don't even – I wouldn't even care. Could you just imagine that, bro? Like, that that's what I'm talking about right now. Like, I feel the Aces – it may not be this year. Mm-hmm. It could be next year mm-hmm. or the year after. But I feel like they will be the first team to bring the championship, and they will be the ones to show Vegas, look, basketball is still here, whether it's men or women. You know, it's mm. still here. I think there's something to be said about that because I think just to look back, and, and I'm I, you know I'm real big on just history and numbers, to look back and say who brought Vegas their first professional championship to be able to say that it was a women's national basketball team, that'd be amazing. Yeah, that would. So, and Alex, you've been here too, so you can kind of talk a little bit about what the the change that you've seen in the city. But for instance, I know you're really, really close with anybody Vegas go tonight or anything Vegas go tonight. So you've been a part of those roller coasters. So can you talk a little bit about not necessarily VGK specifically, unless you want to, but can you talk more so about how Vegas has reacted and adapted to becoming a sports center. Yeah, I mean, I think um, Vegas has completely turned around, like you said. And I just remember when I'd go to Boston or other cities to usually on like work trips and, you know, we'd always sneak in a game, whether it's Chicago, Boston. Mm -hmm. And I always said like how jealous I was that you'd just be walking down the street and every bar has the same team that all their banners, you know, everybody's supporting that home team. I think Vegas has done that completely. If you look at cars, you have Aces stickers on the back, Golden Knight stickers, Aviators. You walk in the mall, you will just randomly say hi to someone because they're wearing a Aviators logo hat. Absolutely. You know, and it's. I think that just all around, all professional teams, people have just jumped on. Like you said, we're pretty much a sports sports city now. I mean, you, you've had Asia Wilson uh, throw out the first pitch at Aviator Games. Yep. I mean, you've had um, – I'm trying to think. You've had T- Coach TJ uh, TJ Otts. I'm a, I'm a, I understand it's TJ Otzelberger, but TJO. We had um, our yep. new men's basketball coach um, pop up at a UNLV football game, pop up at an Aviator game. So it is one of those things to where, uh, like I said, I think it's just a different time. And as I, I tell this story a little bit oftentimes too on this show, but when I originally had made my announcement to come to UNLV, I think the week after, the Ace, the Golden Knights were already on their way. But I think nobody knew the name, I don't think. I think they had just confirmed that an expansion team was coming, and that, that was just it. And then after I made my announcement, I think the Raiders made theirs the week after. And I looked at my dad and was like, I don't believe in luck. I don't. So I was like, to a certain extent, I know I'm making the right decision. Right. Like there, I don't know what it means for my story and what it means for what I'm writing, but there's a reason why I'm supposed to see this. Like There's a reason why I'm supposed to see this unfold. So it's just kind of crazy because, like I said, even yesterday, watching that shot go up, 
as soon and you know the weird part because obviously nobody can tell me that they expected that there to be a last second steal a half court shot for the win nobody expected that but no, as the play played out the moment she got the steal and she chucked it because i seen it it was six seconds left first thing i said was it's gonna fall it's just it's just it's just gonna happen that way like that's just the feel that vegas has given me now it can be a bad thing because now and maybe I take that with me everywhere I go. And let's say I go work in the Philadelphia market next, and I'm yeah, looking at every that. game like that Vegas Magic is coming, and it doesn't. It doesn't you know what I mean? So maybe it's maybe it's, be upset at yeah, you. <laughs> maybe it works in that regard too. So I'm not really sure. Um, but as soon as that shot went up, I promise you, I was in a newsroom and I was like, "Oh, that's water." Man, listen. Everybody stood up as usual because I believe uh, the skies went down and made a layup. Mm -hmm. um, and it put them in the lead. And, you know, when you have seven seconds, you like, okay, they're just going to try to get a nice bucket, try to tie up the game, mm -hmm. try to push it to OT. Mm -hmm. And I seen the steal. I stood up. Mind you, the fans are already standing up. Mm -hmm. Me media media sitting down right, right. now. But I'm, I stood up, and I just see the ball in that. I just seen the ball just flying, man, just flying. And I was just like, in the back of my head, I'm like, it's going to go in. It's going to go in. It's going to go in. Only because they've been so, like, you just, the passion that you got to see exactly. from them, the shots that they put up, they practice these half-court shots. Constantly. Constantly. Every Constantly. day. And I just seen it, I was like, we going to the next round. Like, in my mind, I'm like, as the ball is traveling, and it just, all you hear is, Oh, like that's all you hear from the crowd. My, like everybody in media is jaw dropping. We're all looking at each other. We're like, wow. what can you say? Like, yeah, you can't, you can't really say nothing. But I will say this on the replay. Um, well, they don't show you the replay uh, because you can't review it. Okay. But there was like, um, how can you say it? There was uh, um, just say it. I'm trying to think of the word of it. Controversial. Uh -oh. there, there was controversy on the shot because um, the uh, the coach for the skies felt like Hemby stepped out, okay. taking the shot. Um, but uh, mm. like Bill said, even if she did step out, you can't review it, so we'll just take it. Now, after saying that, I feel like maybe he's seen something. Maybe he's seen something, but also I feel like Could it's. Be luck on the aces side exactly like, and i think that's a lot of what we're probably alluding to when it comes to vegas sports in general but um just to talk about it it's out there now i was extremely happy to see once that final three was an air ball and bill lambeer knew that he was moving on to the next round you know what you know what reaction he gave and remember when um <laughs> oh, remember in the, when in the in the you talking about in the media in the press conference no oh, i'm talking okay. about on the court like when that when that shot went up and she missed <laughs> okay remember that remember that um what year was that 2016 the 2016 nba finals is it 2016 a lot 2015 nba finals i believe when uh when um Cleveland played Golden State the first time and Kyrie cracked his kneecap in game one. Oh yeah. And in game Love two, when Della Vadova was LeBron's running mate and LeBron got that game two, but he slammed the ball at the end of game two and was screaming and everybody was like, It's one one? Yeah. That was the reaction that Bill Lambeer gave. If you know anything about Bill Lambeer, I was like, Oh, if I'm those players, oh I'm bringing that framed into film tomorrow. Oh, oh, you. How much do you preach emotion? 
Look, how much do you preach keeping it in check? Hey, hold on. This was you. I can guarantee you. I know this somebody. This was you. I can guarantee you somebody going to down the shirt. Yep, there Asia. you go. Without yeah. a question. She going to walk in Without there with the shirt on. Without a question. And Bill probably going to look at him like, Where'd you change your shirt. <laughs> change your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> we got business to take care of. Oh, man. Um, shout out to um, the Aces. This so go, it's a quick turnaround, it. right? They play Tuesday. No, is it Tuesday? They play Tuesday. It's Tuesday, yeah. They I know the Sparks play Tuesday, Tuesday play Thursday. Do we know where they're playing? So at Washington. Yeah, at Washington okay. the first two games, and then they come back home Sunday. Okay. Um, yeah, Sunday man. is game three. At, uh, back at the Mandalay Bay. Back at the Mandalay Bay. I don't know why. But I it was it was packed yesterday. Oh, it was packed. Mm. I'm like. Everybody was there early. Um, I'm talking like the whole stadium was packed from top to bottom. And it's a beautiful thing to see. Like I haven't been to Mandalay Bay. Is it relevant the size, or do we hold a lot more here at Thomas and Mac? Uh, Mandalay Bay holds a lot. They hold a, a lot, lot more? more. A lot more. Okay. Yeah, they're different. Um, <laughs> of course. <they're> different. <laughs> um, I need to go there. Uh, Me too. Yeah, they hold a lot more size. But um, well, I'll take that back. I'll take that back. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But I'll say Sunday, it it definitely looked like Thomas and Mac holds a lot more size, and had a lot way a lot more people than Mandalay Bay does. Is it a more intimate? Is it like closer in? I'm imagining Mandalay being kind of open, like. Right. Um, um, I guess we're. I guess she's asking everything in comparison to the TMC. So I guess like you can use that as like the. Oh, the TMC. I like every like UNLV was close. Like it was just. Yeah, you know, you seen the Thomas and Mack Stadium. Right. It's close. Everybody's like really just sitting, yes. like this, you know. Um, Manly Bay is kind of like spaced out. Like, not not everybody watches the WNBA. Not everybody right. was trying to sit there at the game. But like, um, unless unless NBA players were coming or a celebrity was right. coming, then everybody wanted to go. And which is a time, sick reason to go support those women. Exactly. But this time they didn't even mention who was coming, and Good. surprisingly, you know, the whole stadium was filled up. Uh, James Harden appeared later in the game. Uh, supposedly, Drake was supposed to come, but everybody knew he was too big. But <laughs> yeah, he wasn't coming. I'm not gonna lie. If you get a Sparks Aces fi- NBA, uh, WNBA final, I'm not putting. I think Obama would show up. I'm not gonna put it past anybody. Um. Regardless of status, stature, I wouldn't absolutely. You know. I think we would see some names that I think we would see J. I think we would see B. I think we would see Bron. I Bron, think we would AD, see uh, CP, CP. Russ. I think we would see plenty of people. Oh yeah, most we would see Serena. I believe Kyrie. Um, I think I don't know. Like I said, like, we would see plenty see of people. NFL people. You would even see NFL players at the absolutely. Games. That's why I said you would see like, Serena. Like you would see a landscape of support coming from different places. Yes, it's Vegas and it's Angeles, man. Yeah. I, like, Honestly, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I've been I've been waiting for that since the beginning of the year. I was hoping. I just didn't want to say too much. I didn't want to jinx it. But I was really sitting no, here like I can't, man, man. I can't even jinx it, man. Because like, have you watched that game throughout the season? The, the Aces? Aces, yeah, Aces and Aces and uh, and the Sparks? Sparks, yeah. Wait, are you talking about like man, when they played each other? Yeah, when they played each other. Not every game. I think somebody have I watched both teams throughout the oh, year. Yeah, I, I like know you watched both teams throughout the year. But if you watch their matchups. Mm-hmm. Those It'll are be good. insane. Those are great games. It man. would be insane. Those are great games. Um, but the Aces definitely they've this is their fourth comeback of the season to mm. win a game. Mm. So, um, but definitely I want to shout out Kelsey Plum because that one 
foot fadeaway three-point shot on one <laughs> like how do you James Ask Harden's her. not the only one that could do it that's Ask all her. I say James Harden's not the only one that could do it Ask her you want to plug the show yep if you're just tuning in you're listening to Talk That Tuck I'm Alex White here with Chatterbox and Duna um, we're just working our way through our Vegas sports first and we do need to talk about that we need that luck to come on campus a little bit more with yes. our with with our college yes. teams. Uh, yes. And we do have to talk about the game that happened on Saturday. Yeah, so before okay. we leave basketball, let's talk a little bit more about luck really quick. I want to talk about USA basketball. Um, it's just not our time. Where am I going to start? I, I guess I'll start with USA basketball. Because, I mean, covering them for uh, the mini camp when they were out here and when they went to L.A., um, I mean, you obviously you 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 start to see the the relationship that the guys build, and you start to see the bonds that they build, and you start to obviously start to start to internally root for people and internally root for the team in general, um, as if you weren't gonna do it before. But it's interesting when even when all of that happens, and you know for a fact that. Remember how I tell you all the time, like, if I tell you something about the Packers or about the Pacers, and you'll say something, and you'll be like, but that doesn't, I mean, you don't want that to happen, right? Like, of course I don't want it to happen, right. but, like. You're also being a realist. Yeah, like, I mean, conventional wisdom has told me, and all the all the, the, the film that I've watched over the years has proven to me that I should expect this out of it. And I said all of that to say, looking at USA Basketball, the biggest storyline wasn't the wasn't the names. I don't care what anybody says because I still do believe we have the best talent in the world because it's collection of talent. I don't care whether you look at the Serbias, whether you look at the Turkeys, whether you look at the the Spains. They have max what five or six NBA players. That's great. All twelve of ours are right. Not a one isn't. So the one thing that this is the part where it kind of sucks when it boils down to it. What we've always said was it shouldn't be a talent thing. It's going to be a chemistry thing. It's going to be whether you guys know where, whether Kimball, where you, whether you know where Brooke Lopez likes the ball, whether Donovan Mitchell, you know how to read Miles Turner's pick and roll, or you know when he's going to pick and pop, or Jason Tatum, you know when to pick your spots. Because Jason Tatum, looking at that, because him um, missing games due to his ankle injury, obviously hurt. But looking at Jason Tatum, I was like, oh, because I thought it was going to be Donovan Mitchell that I was like, oh, you can go get a bucket anytime you want. Mm -hmm. But it was Jason Tatum. Anytime Jason Tatum got the ball, you were like, oh, he has a mismatch. Like, he can more than likely get to his spot. Even if he doesn't make the shot, he can, he's going to get to his spot, and he's going to get the shot up. So to see them run into as many issues as they ran into – it was exactly what we were talking about before. You're going to run into these teams that have more experience, that are more poised in these situations, that whenever things don't go their way, they're not going to go into give Kimber the ball and move, give Jason Taylor the ball and move. Okay, neither one of them made it. Give Donovan Mitchell the ball and move. I mean, I'm sure that this conversation isn't going to go towards Coach Pop, and it probably shouldn't, but I don't know where he fixes that when you only had essentially a little less than a month to get everything together. Yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah, they only had a short amount of time to get to pick up chemistry, to see how to see what works with with who. So, um I don't really don't put nothing passive and plus this is not our first time losing. So I mean, no, but it's first time in a really long time. <laughs> so I mean, well, yeah, but you if you look at those teams that we had, 
in that in that long tenure of Absolutely. not losing, none of them players now match up to what we had then. So I'm like, not gonna lie, man. I'm gonna be completely honest. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um I mean, we might see when we may see sparks here and there, but it has to be consistent. Truthfully speaking, in that the last FIBA that last FIBA World Cup in twenty was it twenty fifteen or maybe was it the one before that was twenty eleven. Okay, reason why I'm saying it is because me and Donovan Mitchell was even talking about it um during the during the mini camp and like he said, the year when Clay Thompson and uh Derrick Rose post injury was and like he said, he's not saying that they had any of those players on their team now, but at the time when they built that team, they were everybody was like, Well, I don't know how this person's gonna fare, I don't know how this person's gonna fare. And now we look back and we're like, hmm, we didn't think of it at the time. We had Boogie. Think, think like keep that in mind. We had Boogie as the center. And Kenneth Faree was next. We had James Harden. It was Clay Thompson. It was it was Kyrie Irving. People had questions about people outside of Kyrie Irving and James Harden. Boogie was well, people don't realize this. Boogie, Boogie might have been the most important person on that team. Boogie was the most dominant big man at that time. Because Boogie was physical with everybody. So Boogie was looking at teams like Serbia, looking at the Valanciunas of the world, looking at the Radmatoviches of the world, and was like, oh, okay. The, I couldn't do this in the league, but I can do this here. And the right? only reason why he even had, why people looked at him that way is because of his tech problem. His technical, his technical foul problems. So you know how much of a legend it. Boogie would be if he went overseas. Oh man, You're like Boogie would be unstoppable if he went overseas. He don't even have to go overseas. Like I just feel like once he's healthy. I mean, I'm not saying go overseas. I'm just no, no. Saying I'm saying like for him to be a legend, he don't have to go overseas. I just think he just have to get back healthy. Oh, because before he was hurt, like prior to the injury. It was forty five. I'm on 12, record saying prior to the injury, five. Boogie is top three. It's top three big man in this league. Like, so yeah, Nikola are. Jokic, Joel Embiid. Um, who else is a big? Give me another big man. Uh, ooh, Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic. Uh, oh, Carl uh, Anthony Towns. The one from the Rockets. Um, uh, Clint Capella. Capella. Capella give me all know. of these other names. Keep, na- keep naming. Um, Miles Turner. I'm a Pacer Miles fan. Miles Turner. Miles Turner. Uh, Brooke Lopez. Splash I was Mountain. Just say Brooke Lopez. Keep going. Dwight Howard. He way better. Keep he going. Better I don't play. consider Anthony Davis a center. So let's let's go back to that. Anthony centers. Davis is a four. So centers. so yes, when healthy, I think Boogie is better Tristan than Thompson. everybody. With the you said centers, so I was just I, naming centers. <laughs> I know Boogie, he's better than Tristan when healthy. Thompson, but I was just naming him. You is better <laughs> than everybody. I would say with, and then the exception I would probably say is Joel Embiid if he can stay healthy. Other than that. I'm looking at Boogie and I'm looking at somebody like Jokic and I'm like, I think all that Those are finesse that you centers. do with everybody else against a healthy Boogie, You've he said stands that. there. Boogie, yeah. I think he stands there and he looks at you. Yeah, he's he's definitely. Top I think three. I think Jokic gets his gets his points just like Boogie would, but I don't think he makes. A I got I got to put I got to put Boogie one though, only because I haven't seen. I mean, Jokic, he probably what last was it? It wasn't his rookie year last year, no. was it? No, so that was like year two. So, I don't think it was year two. Uh, Jokic might be in like three, four. Three, four. Okay, give me one more year. Give me one more year of that though. Oh, Jokic. Of, okay, of okay, Jokic. okay, okay. Give me one more I year. I get you. on Embiid, that. I can't. Give me a full year. <laughs> you know what? Let me explain something to you because I can't. I'm so happy you brought. We stumbled upon this conversation, Embiid, and I'm so happy we got two hours. Embiid got to give me a full um, year first. It, you, exactly. 
which two years, uh, or excuse me, you guys got two hours of us completely here. We talked on the last pod, on episode, not the last one, because episode 12 was us, uh, episode 11, we talked about the games that games that were coming out, Madden, 2K, whatever. Yeah. So I did a My League, or My GM, excuse me. And I was like, uh, let me pick this, let me pick a random team. I just want to see what the My GM is like this year. I go random, I land on Philly. And oh. I'm like, oh man, I got to make decisions. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. Joel Embiid suffers a spinal injury and he plays only 24 games. What was the main thing that I told you? Remember how I told you? I did tell you that if you look at that team and you say Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid can't coexist together, who do you trade? I told you, as weird as it may sound, I understand that Joe can't be healthy, so at least so far, I get rid of Ben. Only because I have a serious doubt, not that he hasn't developed a jump shot yet, that he has no interest in wanting to develop a jump shot. Well, wanting to be great matters to me. He's definitely developing over the summer because we've seen somebody. I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> and I've it's seen a wet it. Ball. I, I told her that's this was this was my ex- summer ball is way different from the league. Let's yeah, not do but that. that. I was. I was. What I was going to say was right right before that. I was just going to say hopefully he can carry it into the league. Exactly, and that remains so, to be seen. Not even that. I don't even care if he makes them. Let me see you take five take, again. Yeah, just you, take them. Take one. <laughs> take what I just want to see you take Ben Simmons one. You're going to be on the floor For 38 plus minutes Take five brother <laughs> Take ten There there are games When Ben Simmons Shoots the ball Single digits He don't even Don't compare him to LeBron If he's shooting the ball Four for seven times And he plays 40 minutes Don't do it These are the reasons Why I said I would have Traded Ben Simmons right. So anyway When JoJo only played 24 games I was like Alright let me try to figure it out Because this is the move I didn't tell you guys Beginning of the year I'm like, let me let me try to make something happen now. So I go out and I go get Chris Paul. Mm. I trade for CJ McCullough. Mm. So I'm in the win now. My starting lineup is literally is uh my starting lineup. Oh, and I and I I made a, I made a, blow, a under the radar move. I went and got Trevor Ariza. Ooh. So my starting five was Chris Paul, CJ McCollum, and in that CJ McCollum, I brought back Nurkic deal. I brought back Nurkic in that deal. So Nurkic was off my bench. So my bench is depleted, but I can go by eight deep, and my eight are starters. So I have Chris Paul, C.J. McCollum, Trevor Ariza. I have Ben Simmons running my four, and then I have Joel Embiid. All year I'm running a um, – not a pacing space. All year I'm running like a defensive-oriented ori- um, style. Toward the end of the year, I'm like, what can I do to get this running? I start running the triangle toward the end of the year. It starts to click. We get to the finals. We lose to the Rockets in seven. So ultimately, when I'm looking at my year, what derailed my season? Joe, I need you to be healthy. <laughs> I was man. So I traded Joel and Joel and B for Kristaps Porzingis. Christ and I will tell you guys what happens next. But I had to get the Chris Paul deal off my books. I, I traded for him and I knew what deal I was getting. But I was like, I know I'm only keeping you for this year. man. So I, I don't even know who I flipped Chris Paul for, but I flipped it for somebody. But I was like, you got to go. I'm not paying you $41 million. Man, not doing it. It's, it's but I made all types of moves so for Joel and B to still screw me by not being healthy. Yep. Ben Simmons was third in the MVP voting. You gotta stay healthy, man. That's, that's Alex is not believing. <laughs> Alex is not believing. But seriously, Alex, in all in all seriousness, USA basketball. Um, it, it seems like it just kind of came and went. It did. And but I, I think we are gonna look back at that team and we're gonna look at people. Let's say Jason Tatum fulfills what he his three goals that he wanted to do this year, which is average twenty points, be an all star, and the Celtics make the NBA finals. We're gonna look back and say, Wow, that team had Jason Tatum. 
if if Miles Turner turns into or actually stays and trends up the way that he is right now, and is that rim runner back and forth that can also pop out and shoot the three, you're gonna look back and say, Wow, this team had Kimball Walker, Donovan Mitchell, Miles Turner, Jason Tatum, coached by Greg Popovich and Steve Kerr. And you guys finished where? So you're basically just saying stop making excuses for them. Like, stop saying that they don't have the talent because they clearly do. The talent is never the issue. So when everybody goes back to, oh, it's the chemistry and, oh, they didn't have enough time to get it together, I don't applaud a fish for swimming. And I've said that plenty of times. What I mean is, what do I what do I tell you at a time doing it? Like, when it comes to writing, I don't tell you specifically, but I tell you the way that I think when it comes to writers. Yeah. You can't tell me that because i've done it before trust me i've done it before you can't you can't have a game that ends or whatever and you don't get your story in right after but you tell me that x y and z happened that is going to take to tomorrow morning you get the story in tomorrow morning but then i find out that the reason why x y and z happened is on account of you like it's your fault why your story isn't in but you're trying to use it as an excuse, and now you're trying to present it as, oh, I overcame this. You only have to overcome it because you put it in your own way. Right. So yeah. I'm not going to applaud you for doing something that you made harder for you. So USA Basketball, if you guys care, and I'm not saying that they didn't, but I'm saying for, for the people that are making that excuse, then talk to the players about why y'all wasn't in the summer beforehand. Why y'all wasn't in the summer beforehand. Because if we're truthfully speaking, I'm a Pacer fan. Miles Turner, you wasn't playing late. Kimball Walker, you was a Hornet. You wasn't playing late. Outside of Brooke Lopez, outside of Chris Middleton, Harrison Barnes, De'Aaron Fox, you wasn't playing late. Outside of P.J. Tucker, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, everybody else was at home. That's I mean, true. most of them was young, too. So they like, you know. Even the Celtics. Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, y'all have been bounced. So when everybody's like, well, they didn't have enough time to get together, honestly, 70% of that team was at home watching the Final Four of the NBA, just like we were. Oh, yeah, of course. So, again, I think – I'm not saying, I'm not saying that, they, that they felt this way, but I think that it's never a question whether it's talent. We know we have the talent. I think if they had I just think we need to care about the FIBA World Cups the same way we care about the Olympics. I think if they had more If people are saying that we don't. They had more vets than our past teams, like this how year. our past teams have. If they had more vets this year, definitely could have been definitely probably would have been way better than what we are than what we placed this year. I'm gonna be honest, man. When we talk about vets, because I, I I talked to Brooke Lopez about this when I was out there too, and one of the things I talked to Brooke Lopez about was I was like, everybody wants to say that this team is because I, I posed it two different ways. I tell you all the time about framing of questions. Mm -hmm. I asked the same question to two different people, two different ways. I went to Donovan Mitchell and I went to Brooke Lopez. There's an age gap clearly. I went to Donovan Mitchell first and was like, everybody is making it seem like uh, everybody wants to talk about the youth of this team, like the age the age groups of this team. And I told him, everybody's making it sound like it's a bad thing. So from your perspective, being one of those younger guys, does that give you guys the ability to play freer? Does that give you guys the ability to have an added sense of um, of um, of flexibility because you guys played in summer circuits or AAU or all these different things together? Are you guys younger? So can you guys run faster? Like, can you right. guys, are you guys running all game? What is it? He gave me his answer. I go to Brooke Lopez and I frame it completely differently. 
it's the same question though it's about the advantage of youth everybody's talking about the team as if youth is a bad thing obviously pop and these other uh, coaches they're going to try to get the most out of it you look at you you're 34 years old pj tucker is 34 years old kyle lowry was just here and he's 33 harrison barnes got a ring and he's about to be 30 i think i mean i think you guys got vets and he was like yeah like i don't know he was like i thought we had vets he was like, I thought we had a healthy mix of guys. He was like, I think we have enough vets. Now, we we can even talk about the Mason Plumleys. We could talk about the Chris Middletons. Marcus Smart is a veteran at this point. These guys, I mean, Those I'm going to be completely honest. Some of the excuses that I've heard, I'm like, no. If you, talk, if you talk to me about not getting together during the summer, I just told you. Yeah. If you talk to him about veteran leadership, I just told you. If you talk nah, to him about a coach getting switched, maybe because it's international, but who else would we feel more confident in? No, nah, I, don't, I don't really say, like, leadership. Like, what what I mean by, like, with, the, with like having, like, more vets is, like, well, I guess it kind of rambles around leadership, but I don't know. I just feel like this is, like, because if you watch those games, they had some miscues. A lot of them. You know, like they were just like it weren't really. It really looked like they didn't have the chemistry. And I feel like with veterans, it's not necessarily saying like, oh, like let them be leaders. I'll say it's more so like letting them be, um, kind of like a like a prompt. Well, in a way, like. Show, show, said, like said, showing them. Oh, you said showing like a prompt, like, like, like prompting, well, like showing them. I'm gonna be completely you know, honest. Like, the only prompting that they got was the Spain scrimmage, the Australia scrimmage, which was two of them, and they lost the second one, and the whole world blew up. Everybody was like, "Oh my gosh, we don't know what just happened." The U.S. lost to Spain. I mean, lost to the, lost to Australia. And I was sitting there, and I called my my dad. Called me and was like, "You think the U.S. is this is then the third? I called my dad and was like, "Yo, quick question: Who's the starting point guard for Australia? Quick." And he was like, I have no clue. I was like, let me help you. It's Patty Mills. Who does Patty Mills play for in the NBA? He was like, uh, I was like, let me help you. San Antonio. <laughs> he saw what he was going to run the first night. And then the second night we lose to Australia. I am not surprised. I'm not surprised. I told my dad, why are you surprised? And Patty's a, Patty's a vet. And that's his coach. And yeah. that's the coach. only one that he's played for. Doug, I was like, I'm sure after that first game, Patty was like, don't trip, guys. Tomorrow, he's going to do this. He's looking to do this. In this comfort zone, he did this. After timeout play, he did this. That's what all he's going to run to. Yeah, the team, the team was, you know, the team was. It didn't surprise. And, they were, and it was water. That second game when you look at Australia, they didn't miss in the second half. Yeah, I, I feel like we had a good team. You know, I just felt like sure. the bets that dropped earlier shouldn't have dropped. I think this might at, go back to least, a situation at least like if they do drop, then I mean at least like you got to do it earlier. Yeah, or, it goes back to an Andrew Luck situation. Yeah. Like I just need to know past a certain point where where my brothers are. Like I just need to know. Like I need to know if I'm standing next to these people, I can't stand next to these people, take a team photo, and then next week I got to get four more guys in. Or it's like, or it's, it's like, like, okay, how many times am I going to? Or you about to, to do go this? to war and some of your some of your 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 you know, your colleagues, your friends, or whatever you want to call them, drop out, and you like, so who else I got to add to go into exactly. the board? Like, exactly. You, you, you scrawny, but you, you might work, but, you know. I like, mean, that's it, basically honestly, how it like, was. For, it was for, like, lack of a better, for lack of a better uh, situation, like I, I've said it before, if you're in a place 
and something happens and you find out later on that somebody that you was with kind of played the background, you're going to look at them and be like, oh, no, I'm questioning everything. Everything. Like, I don't care. Even if I didn't catch you do something before, now I have questions about something that happened a year ago. <laughs> Why did that happen? Like, now I just don't trust you. So I, I think it's I think it's good lip service for Jerry Colangelo to say, well, you just can't forget the guys that you go to battle with. Da, 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 da. I absolutely agree with you. You can't forget that. Doesn't mean it's going to change business any because if Anthony Davis, James Harden and Damian Lillard knock at your door tomorrow and say, sign me up for 2020, you're going to do it. You are. You have no. So what are you talking about? Like, okay, so you're you're telling me that the same exact team right now, you're gonna look at LeBron, you're gonna look at AD, you're gonna look at KD if he's back, you're gonna look at Kyrie, you're gonna look at Steph, you're gonna look at all of these people, and you're gonna say, "Nah, we don't need you because you didn't want to play in the in the World Cup with us." Yeah, I mean, this is another story for another day, and we're gonna get off of this. But can we just address the fact of how hard Marcus All is partying right now? <laughs> Mark Gasol. Can we please? Party Mark on. Gasol won an NBA championship in June and won a FIBA World Cup less than three months later. Yo, if I'm Mark Gasol, I'm taking a year off. Seriously. <laughs> I am relaxing. I'm not, man. Don't be, you know what? Let me not even, let me not even say it. Never hey, mind. Hey, man, look. You think he plays early for Toronto? I'm going to be honest. You think he plays early for Toronto? No. Wait. I don't want to. I don't want to. No. I'm not questioning Marcus because I, I mean I've met him. Marcus is a great human being. I'm not questioning him, but I don't. Uh, uh, I'm not wishing anything on him either. What I'm saying is, even even teams do it. I wouldn't be surprised if because you not you don't want to give too many DMPs and you just don't want to have somebody sitting down for whatever reason. Don't be surprised if something comes up early in the year where Marcus Saul is dealing with back spasms. Or dealing with a sore foot, or dealing with something like that, and he just takes a couple weeks to just right. kind of. Mark has been playing all summer long, but that's good for him though. Marcus saw is thirty four years old. That's it's good, good for his it, legacy. It, no, I don't know if it's good for the mileage on his body. I mean, man, you only look at his brother, man. Look at Powell. We understand Powell has two rings, and it took Mark longer to get his. But Powell, do we realize that Powell was on a playoff roster last year? Do you guys realize that? Yeah, he was he in Milwaukee. Was. He just never played. He was. He couldn't get healthy. Look, man. I don't know, man, because you got to look at it. Mark, who has Mark had? Who has Mark had? Around him? Yeah. He had the grit and grind Grizzlies. That was all he had. And even as great as they were, I never believed that they were going to win. I felt like the way that probably everybody in the 90s felt when Jordan kept running into Utah. And they were like, "Oh, it's about to be another NBA." It's and still mind Utah. you, and they were <laughs> they were both they were both like old kind of. Are you talking about now? Or are you talking about I'm, I'm, then? I was talking about then. Like, oh, you talking about Jordan? You up, oh, you absolutely. Brought up, you, dropped, you brought up Jordan and yeah, yeah, Utah, absolutely, so, absolutely. And they were like old and Pippen yeah. That '98 finals was. Pippen said the other, was, uh, the other day on ESPN. Um, he said. Uh, that he wished that they would have just all stuck together because they would have continued to run him into Utah, uh, um, older than what they were yeah. the first the first couple of times. So it's like, like I feel like this. Powell had Kobe, so he really didn't have to put mileage on his body, like that. Whoa, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't know that because I, I, I really I say can't like say that, that because that team had you had Lamar Odom. That's true. Had, I'm just, you know what, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even about to disagree with the supporting cast because we can look back and those people like to say that Kobe won without 
help and Kobe has some crazy teams in his in his path in his past. I don't know who in the world said that, but <laughs> I know plenty of people who have said that Kobe has won without very much help. Um, Actually, you know what? I, I've had some, some some people definitely have said Kobe's never had help. But yeah, which was, is the weirdest thing in the world. Yeah, but it's crazy if we me. talk about Pau Gasol, for instance, and you talk about him not having to put as many miles on his body because of Kobe, I'm not going to lie. You could argue that Pau Gasol's career changed because of Kobe. And I don't mean, obviously, legacy and winning a ring and things like that and how we remember him. Because that obviously speaks, toward, speaks for itself. I mean the opposite way. Because... We could talk about Dwight as well because now I'm not trying to say that Kobe destroys people. All I'm saying is we know for a fact in order for Kobe to win, what do you need? You need a dominant big man. Kobe said he didn't appreciate Shaq until he ran into Dwight. And then he realized, like, uh, I mean, I guess somebody do take it less serious than Shaq out here. But then when he went back and you realize that game seven, my dad, t- me and my dad, we told anybody that would listen, everybody likes to talk about Meta World Peace. Yeah, they don't win that um, last championship without Meta World Peace. You're probably right. They're not even in that game without Pau Gasol. They're not even close without Pau Gasol. Kobe had, I think, 19 rebounds in that game, but Kobe shot like 6 of 23. That's, Four of 23? Like, Kobe, what did you do in that game not, seven? That's not new. So the reason why I'm saying that is because we could also argue as much as Pau Gasol, as much as we could argue as much as Kobe did for Pau Gasol's career, Kobe could have also put an extreme amount of mileage on Pau's body because he said that he had Shaq and they could have done whatever, whatever, if Shaq wouldn't have left. Because he had that that animalistic drive to make that other person better. Pau Gasol, when was his last great years in the, in the league? It was the Lakers. When was Dwight Howard's last great great years in the league? Orlando. It was the Lakers. Orlando. Dwight and and we can we can argue about Orlando. this too. Dwight averaged 24 and 12 in a full year with LA with a torn labor. Orlando. We could argue that Kobe puts an extreme amount of pressure on his big men that fall, that causes them to fall apart. We could argue that too. So I look Dude, at somebody like. Hmm? Are you having that argument? I'm looking at somebody like Marcus Saw, and if I'm if I'm a Sayu Jerry, relax, brother. I don't know, man. I can't. I, I just I don't know. It's I don't know, just, man. It's man. been proven. I, I I think it's been proven. It'll be Andrew Bynum. I, Andrew Bynum. Had three years of prominence and then fell off the face of the earth. I don't know, man. I can't. Do I have to keep going? I mean, I can't. I can't even. Why didn't Chris Mim work? Why didn't Kwame Brown work? Have you ever seen of a have you ever heard of a Laker big man going to the Lakers when Kobe was there and having a successful career post Kobe? Other than Shaquille O'Neal. You can't point to one. Big man. Kobe might be a big man killer. Um, <laughs> I don't know how we just stumbled upon that conversation, but I think we started with Mark Gasol. But if well, I'm a side of jury, I, I don't up, want Mark Gasol. I have brought up Paul, Gas- Paul Gasol, and I was going to tell you, you know, um, I forgot because, you know, <laughs> dang it. Because um, you went, cause, no, because you, yo, you tried to tell me that Kobe wasn't. No, or that uh, I like, think I think it might have started from power needing Kobe more, or Kobe his, needing power more, whatever. His, his usage, his what I was saying is his usage wasn't really needed early on. Pow, pow, and with the Lakers, yeah, okay, like it wasn't really, it really, it wasn't really 
you know. Yeah, because he had help for his first time in his career. And that's and that's what I'm that's what I'm going by. Like Mark mm-hmm. only had Mike Conley and they were duo, so he had to have He had Zach Randolph battling he, down he low had, for a little he bit. Had to he have had Rudy that, Gay you know? for a little bit. He had Tony uh, Allen Rudy, Rudy Gay, providing Tony Allen. which by the way Tony to Allen day, was defense. Tony Allen is the only person that can guard Kevin Durant. Tony Allen is the only person that can guard anybody. I'm kinda with that. I'm kinda with that. <laughs> if, like I'm if, about a, I'm about ninety eight point nine percent from just saying Tony Allen might be the best defender I've ever seen with my eyes. Like Tony like, Allen if, gets under people's skin. If Kobe Bryant can say on record that it's Tony Allen, that Tony Allen gave him his best matchup. It says a lot. It says a lot. That's Tony Allen all the way. It, it says it says a lot. So I mean, okay, he had Tony Allen, but that was for defense. Because where's your offense coming from? Besides I agree. Mike Conley and it was only Mark. That that's my point. That, so, I agree. So I which is like, why I feel like even more the reason of why I would why I would rest him. I feel like this. I feel like he's gonna it, it's gonna be better for him because and and he's been working out too. Mark. Yeah, for Mark's, sure. Mark's been Mark's been uh, working out mm-hmm. healthier, and that's the thing that players are looking at. They look at somebody like LeBron's mm-hmm. like, dude. You still jump. You still got a 40, 46 vertical at the age of thirty three, about to be thirty four, in year seventeen. Like I want to know what you're doing with your body so that I can provide it for mine and I can stay in the league longer. And they and these athletes are doing the exact same. The only person that might not be doing that is James Harden. I'm not. I'm not going there. You guys are listening to talk. That was doing it. You guys are listening to talk that talk once again. You guys are listening. I mean, I'm not to, saying he ain't taking care of his body. That's kind of what you just said. I mean, he is a little chubby, man. He's just chubby. He, man. Once again, that was Deontay Hagler. That was doing. <laughs> that was not me. Again, you guys are listening to talk that talk. I am your host, Terrell Chatterbox Emerson, and with my co-host Alex White, and we got reoccurring guests. Doing us in the building, <laughs> um, and now it's just gonna seem like I'm going at people, but a lot of this radio show that you guys are going to hear today is and we have a little bit over an hour left um uh a lot of this radio show you guys are going to hear today is leftover stuff from what we had on friday's pod and i literally just put in my notes kobe the coach oh oh i'm it's so gonna glad sound you brought like that up i, I was am, gonna bring that up in class yo, today and please I'm, please wait hold on hold on hold on because i don't even man you got the. Please go find the, ex, the before he edited it. Honestly, read the edited version. To, actually, hold on, wait. You wanna? Do you know what I'm what I'm talking about? No. No. So you didn't see Kobe post a picture of his um, middle school girls team. No. No. Okay. So. Show me. Okay, so do me a favor. Go to his Instagram first, and go to his uh, go to his Instagram and go to that go to that picture because I'm gonna read the original one. And then I'm going to read <laughs> the updated one. All right. Let me know when you're ready. Is this the... I think this is the original one. So it's loading up right now. So anyway, everybody who knows, Kobe has like... Like I said, Kobe has this animalistic drive that to a person like me, it's everything. Like, I'm not going to lie. One of my favorite sound bites ever in life was... I think the Lakers went up 2-1 in the NBA Finals. And this was the year after. This was against Orlando because this is the year after they had lost to uh, Boston. And the reporter was like, you just went up 2-1 in the NBA Finals. Like, oh, you're not smiling. That. Yeah, like, you're not smiling. Like, what's going on? And Kobe looked at him, and Kobe's eyes got big. And Kobe kind of looked around like it was obvious and was like, I mean, what's there to smile about? And the dude kind of looked at him and was like, I mean, I 
you just went up 2-1 and Kobe was like, is the job done? He was like, you think the job is done? And he was like, no. He was like, all right, me neither. Nice. I've so what am I smiling for? He's like, the job's not done. <laughs> and I feel the same exact way. What am I smiling for? For what? I smile when the job is done. So anyway, <laughs> Kobe being Kobe. My take on this is this I is hilarious. Like, I feel like he didn't deserve. He didn't have to um, to clean it up. Yeah. Let me explain it because I mean, in this day and age, you might have to. Here's well, our obviously. fourth place, and he put in quotations winners. <laughs> this is our fourth place winners picture. LOL. Six of the kids in this picture stayed with me and worked every single day to get better and continue. To work to the, to work toward I'm guessing toward this day. The seventh player, not in this pick, missed this game for a dance recital. So that should tell you where her focus was at the time. From the original seven, we have added a player two years younger, sixth grade, sixth grade now, a player whose team in our area folded, and a player whose family moved here from Tennessee. The beauty of coaching is growing the players from the ground up. That journey continues. So Kobe faced a little bit of like, a so little Kobe bit. faced a little bit of backlash. The only thing he changed. Yeah, was that and then this one that thing that he changed <laughs> was the seventh player, not in the pick, missed this game for a dance recital. So that should tell you where her focus was at the time. Meaning she enjoyed dance more than ball, which is fine. Now, the now with the question mark is the most Kobe thing that you can do. Because if anybody knows me, they know that's the way that I speak. So if I said something that I truthfully don't feel like I was wrong in, and you try to make me feel wrong for it, I'll somewhat clean it up and be like, good? Yeah. Good? Can you sleep at night? All right, great. Great. Now we can get back to life. I seen it, and I was like, yo, this Kobe the coach is so rugged. I know people are like, Kobe shouldn't be teaching my Kobe shouldn't be teaching kids this. Kobe shouldn't be teaching. I like it. I like it. Man, I don't know. Call me what you want. But I like I, it. I, I understood it. I knew where he was going with it when he first posted it. Absolutely. And I think anybody who plays sports that have had a has had a coach like that looked at it and was like, I'm not gonna lie, because Kobe didn't say that for him. You didn't quit on me. Yeah, you quit like, on them. I don't even think it was like a necessarily quit. It was just like you have something important to you. If dancing is important, is more important to you, do that. This will always be here. We will always embrace you when you get back. I felt like that's where he was going with the post. And people took it out of perspective. It was like, oh, you just going to make the little girl choose? It's either dance or, or basketball? <laughs> Man, you see... I know you've seen Kobe post his video of him dancing. Yeah. He's like, I pick, I went to a dance recital uh, uh, besides, besides going to a game before. Like, if somebody could relate to that and simply tell you, like, look, this is what happened, like, you should be okay with it. He didn't have to back that up. As an athlete, I feel like you don't have to back that up. I feel like when you get older, yes, you do have to choose either or because you're not going to be able to do both. Right. You know, but... Ah, see, and this is why my and this is why my my spirit animal is prime time. A person like prime time would be like, "Who says you can't do both?" Man, that, all right, that's just that's, that's one in how many athletes? All right, I'm just saying it's my, that's it's my spirit animal. All right, don't yell at me. That's one in how many? Don't athletes? yell at me. It's my spirit animal. Where, where 
Kyler Murray got signed to the to, to the right. edge. Has he has he played baseball? It's been different. For them? It's different with guaranteed money now. It's, it's different. It's, you got to protect and Dion wasn't a quarterback. I'm sure if Dion was a quarterback, they wouldn't finna let him run no bases. Of course. But my so, thing is this. That was it's a false only, parallel. I'm mad you tried to do that. Be, because he signed to he signed to a baseball team and the NFL You could have said Bo Jackson instead. He's still not a quarterback. That would have been better for you. It still would have worked for me. Too, but my thing is, how <laughs> many athletes do that? How many? Uh, Prime Time was the only person to be able to do that. At the same time, in the same in the same week, because it wasn't the same day, it was the same week. So like, like how could you? You can't do that. Wait, there <laughs> was a there was a same day where Dion did something where Dion either ran a punt back that morning and I think that night hit a home run in the NLC. Was that the same day? I thought like that, that was the same week. It was something like that. I don't know. I think he's the only one. He's No, I lied. I lied, I lied, I lied. He played in the NLCS game that night after scoring a punt return touchdown, I think that day. But I remember but the one in the history books is he hit a home run. And the and, and the punt return that same week. That was the same week. week. So, yeah. So, yeah. I think the same day was him playing in both games was the same day, which was still That's, in itself a feat because I, I want to be that level of busy. That's what I mean. That is insane. Like, I want to be that level of busy, and I want to have that confidence level in anything that I touch. That's why I think primetime is my spirit animal. Like, primetime dancing, primetime talking. Thank you. Primetime talking, primetime dancing, primetime on the football field. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure primetime in the kitchen. Like, you can't tell him he's not the GOAT at whatever he touches, whether oh, he is man. or not. He just believes it. That's so true. that's why I, I, I like it. Man, yeah. I, I love Dion's, you know, aura, man. It's, but like, I just like I just feel like people's perspective on that whole Kobe, Kobe the coach thing mm-hmm. kind of went a little too far, and it 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 went over people's heads. So he explained it better into where people can understand it in did simpler he? terms. I don't know if he did, bro. It, I, I don't think it went over nobody's head. I think people were trying to nitpick, and Kobe understood it, which is why Kobe said, "This is what I meant," which is obvious. Now can I move on? Well, somebody somebody said, and Kobe re- retweeted on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He he quoted the tweet. Um, somebody said, so you're just gonna make the little girl choose between both sports. Sports, and he was like, no, that's not what I'm doing. What I'm telling you is, her interest was the dance recital. Mm-hmm. So if her interest is the dance recital instead of the basketball game, she's gonna go to that dance recital. And I'm going to approve of it, but just know, I'm going to give you the. How can you say it? Just know you're going to be like mentioned that yeah. you, that you went. You know what I'm saying? You went to the dance recital and you went instead at the game. of this. And I'm going to make sure that you that you're that you're involved because if I don't, if if Cubby was not to involve that little girl in in that in that post, right. He would get way more backlash for completely yes. ignoring the kid, which I that was the first thing I brought up. What if he didn't mention her at all? Like, then she at home and her kid, her parents are like, what was the point of me paying for? And then Kobe could have the whole argument. You paid for it. Great. But you weren't there. Like so Kobe's wrong either way he goes. So no, I'm talking about to the, oh, to the yeah, yeah, in my yeah, opinion, yeah, Kobe yeah, ain't yeah, wrong yeah, yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kobe to, ain't to been wrong public, yet. To the public, he's, <laughs> so, he's going to be wrong in in in. Well, he's in also teaching eyes, her that. You have a team that's really. That's what I think is the biggest thing. Too, and it's like I understand where your head was, where mm-hmm. you wanted to be, but we got fourth place, so don't forget that. Like we had a yeah. whole team that. 
could have used yeah. it here too. And at the same time too, like you, you kind of just touched on it too. The team aspect. If you know that this is where your interest was, this goes back to kind of the. I think you and me disagreed a little bit on the Andrew Luck situation. I was happy that he made that decision when he made it, oh, no, because was, only the later okay. that you, yeah, because only the later that you go, it's going to get more and more difficult for us as your teammates right. to be like, okay, because especially retirement. Because it's like, how long were you thinking about this beforehand? I was you fan. didn't even tell us. So I, even as a fan, I couldn't even let go of Ray Lewis or Ed Reed. So yeah, just so, imagine being the player. So, I mean, as a, I'm going to be completely honest. As a Packer, for instance, as a Packer, I told my dad, I watched Brett Favre retire and then come back, and I'm looking at Aaron Rodgers like, yeah, you got to sit this one out. <laughs> and then he does it again, and I'm like, yeah, right, you got to sit this one out. <laughs> he did it again, and I was even like, Yo, no. You said you was leaving. Like I'm not finna, I'm not finna sit him on the bench again. Like it's just I'm not finna do it. So when the Packers was at the same time where I was like, okay, that's enough. The Packers said, okay, that's enough. So to see him in that jet green was one thing, and I was like, yeah, okay, cool, whatever. To see him in that purple people eater, to see him in the Vikings uniform, I was like, man, he was still good. Oh no, this is different. <laughs> it was still good. And this is why I'm a little twisted in the head, but this just this just goes to show fandom because it wasn't right, obviously. But in that moment, Max Kellerman to say different, but in that moment, watching him in that NC, NFC Championship game, I didn't understand when my dad watched um, watched Emmitt Smith go go suit up for the Arizona Cardinals. I was too young when my cousin Tim Brown went from the Raiders to Tampa Bay, and I did that interview with him, and he said that that first game, which, which is amazing because Tim told me that first game, he walking out to the locker room, I mean walking out of the locker room, he said he walks by the mirror, he sees himself draped in red, he said he looks in the mirror, and I know how my cousin is, so I'm like, oh, what'd you say? He said, I looked myself right in the face and said, dude, what are you doing? And he was like, you don't even look right. Like, you're a Raider. Like, why are you wearing Tampa Bay? Like, it just doesn't look right. He didn't feel right. So I didn't understand when my dad watched watched uh, Emmitt Smith suit up for the Cardinals, and he was like, he's wearing red. Crack him. When he touches the football, crack him. And the Cowboys cracked Emmitt's shoulder that game and sent him out of the game. And I told my dad I didn't understand it. When I watched Brett Favre get this close from a Super Bowl wearing a Viking helmet, when Bounty Gate broke off, I was that one person. I was like, good. <laughs> Whatever happens, happens. Uh, Should have been at home. And that was, my, that was my mentality towards it. And it's just, like I said, that just goes to show how sick the human body is or, or, the, or the, the human um, mind is when it comes to fandom because I truthfully didn't care. Obviously, I'm not going to do anything crazy like where Michael Irvin, when he had his neck injury and the whole – Philly Stadium started to cheer. I'm not gonna do anything like that. But as far as putting a little price on them, wow. I mean, it's it's past the statute of limitations now. But when I was growing up, we were told, "Yo, if an ambulance come, we'll take care of y'all." That was the name of the game. The name of the game is to hit. That's what that's what we were kind of brought up on. So I just I don't know. I just I look at certain stuff like that and. I just think for a person like Brett Favre, for instance, to go to that opposite side. And, I mean, in certain cases, you want to play that other team twice a year. You want those situations. But as a fan, if you want to hurt my team, 
every time you touch the football, I want somebody to crack you. You want to throw a touchdown every time you touch the ball. So I mean, it's just I don't know. Like you got now, you got that weird little paradigm where you're like, what do I truthfully want to happen in this moment? I mean, I don't know, man. Like I don't know. I was just different. For me, it was just it was just different. Like I don't see see you see somebody else in the New Jersey. They got a different jersey on. You just gotta you hear what you see. You hear what you see. Yeah, it's. <laughs> hey, the name of the game is you here to be hit. Exactly. And I was, and I tell people this all the time too. When it comes football, more than anything else, I think outside of driving, I tell people all the time. When it comes to driving, like I'm not even gonna give a scenario because this is this is, it'll go too long. Not making a decision is making a decision. And I say that in regards to life. Like for instance, if I don't mess with somebody, and I see Duna with them, not making a decision is making a decision. So now I'm going to make the decision for you. So that's kind of just the way that I always feel. If a person is in a certain lane and they won't make a decision, but a big rig is coming, you not making a decision, you just made your own decision. Because that big rig ain't going to stop coming. So (laughs) that's essentially what I think of whenever I look at something like what you just kind of brought up. Not making a decision is making one. But um, you go, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying, yeah, like I was agreeing with you on that one. So I mean, yeah, I mean, at, at football, you don't in football you don't have you have like the moment the 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 timing for error is so small. Yep. So that's why like error. I think it's playing safe and scared. Yeah, you can't like, play scared. You cannot. And when you do, you get hurt, especially I've seen it in in that game. So when you're playing football, it's more so just play, play with aggression. Don't play, don't play safe at all. And that's kind of how football is built. And it's, it's some people might hear this and be like, "Oh, that's that's bad to say." Yeah, it's bad to say, but that's the logistics of the game. If you've played that game, and you've either got hurt from from that game, or you've gone through something playing that game, you will know that you cannot play safe. Absolutely, I, I bruised my sternum, my um, my spine. My my spine, I, I bruised that playing playing football as a kid, um, because of like trying to play safe, trying to tackle somebody safe. Mm-hmm. I tackle, well, I, I know how to tackle, but at that time I was just trying to tackle with my head down. Mm-hmm. Felt like it would be safer go for the legs, you know, mm. cause the fumble, which I call I caused the fumble. <laughs> Shout out, <laughs> I caused the fumble. It's a playoff game, mind you. Caused the fumble. I couldn't move. My legs couldn't move. My legs couldn't mm. move. My 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 upper body. The only thing I could move was my was my head, and I just laid there, and then I couldn't move until like I got to the hospital after getting on the, in, in the ambulance. They had to cut my jersey. You know, it's just some mm. like some things you have to relate to. And then once I was able to get that feeling back, I was like, okay, I'm okay. And the doctor came back was like, yeah, you're you just had your spine was just bruised. And looking at it, it was like, dang, like, me just thinking, like, for that one second, let me just make this safe call, right. I'll be I'll be fine. And I wasn't. So it's it's literally, like you said, you have small timing, but it's it's more so just playing safe rather than dangerous. And then I, that that didn't stop me. That just told me instantly, let's play let's play football. You got yeah, and you gotta go a hundred percent. 
right then and there, you know, we lost that we lost that the playoff game. But the mm. year later, I was like, I'm coming back. I'm on the championship, and we went back to back. So there you go. So you got to so play with a like, purpose for you sure. You got to play with a purpose. You got to play with aggression. You gotta you gotta just play. And it's like I said, that's just how it goes, man. I've learned that watching Ray Lewis and Ed Reed. If you watch absolutely. Them, oh, and not even just them. Um, dang it, I forget his name. He played for the Washington Redskins. He was a safety. Um, oh, you talking about Sean Taylor? Sean Taylor. Those three guys are perfect examples of just playing without Trey any Palomalu, Troy, Seau, without any without uh, any second decision. Junior Seau might be my favorite defensive player of all time. Like, and that's just like those that that those, those players right there will legit legitly tell you you cannot play football playing it safe. Quick question. Yes, sir. Where did Junior Seau go to college? Oh, no. USC. I just wanted to bring it up. Um, I don't care about USC. Watch your mouth. <laughs> um, watch your mouth. Which one? Pick a side. USC or UNLV? I will continue to tell you. I will continue to tell you this. Pick a side. Yeah, we know that. UNLV. Either. Okay. That's I all will I continue to, to tell you this. UNLV. That's all you had to do. You just had to pick a side. You just had to pick Stop a side. Stop eating dum-dums. You just had to pick a side. Stop eating dum-dums. Just pick a side. Just pick a side. Just pick a side. Actually, speaking Lusa. of, can you guys pick a side for me tonight? Uh, Browns. Beautiful transition because I was trying to figure out a way to get back to football. So thank you. Um, Browns and Jets. You do it. I don't want to do it. You do it. Me? I'm not going. Okay. So it's sad to say this as a Ravens fan, but I gotta go with the Browns this game. And why? um Because Odell has been the talk of what the past. Mm-hmm. Couple weeks about wearing a watch, three hundred and fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollar watch in a game. So and he's been the talk of, oh he just wants to play pretty. He don't want to play ball, kind of. Or he just wants to win. I mean he doesn't want to win. Um, he just wants to just play pretty as well. But I have a feeling they're going to look for a redemption in this one. Browns, Browns versus Jets game, and I have to go with the Browns. But I'll say it's going to be by field goal. Um, is this a high-scoring game or is this a low-scoring game? Low-scoring game. The total is 45-and-a-half from the sports book, and the Browns are favored by 6-and-a-half. So you would say Browns win, but they don't cover. Yeah, Browns win, they don't cover. So I'm going to go and – first of all, I'm going to go with the caveat. Because they the don't – The caveat. They also don't have their quarterback. Right. The their caveat right. – or the caveat that I have is they are in MetLife. And this is the first time that they've seen MetLife, or this first time that OBJ has seen MetLife since he got traded. Mm. So, I don't anticipate a OBJ crazy game, but if he was to have one, this would be it. Week two, this would be his coming out party for the Browns. However, I just got to tell you what my what my f- gut feeling is. I think this is going to be a horrible game. It's going to be. It's going to be low. It's going to be like. I think this is going to be My a terrible football game. My prediction would be, like, probably around – well, because the Jets have defense, and so do the Browns. The only thing that I have a problem with is the Jets not having their quarterback. Where is your offense going to come from? Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell. That's a lot of running. That's it. That is a lot of running. That's all you got. So yep. And screen passes. Mass um, screen passes. <laughs> mass, mm, mass slants out the slot. I'll have to say it'll probably be, like, like – 
Who is Sam Darnold's backup? Yo, Trevor Four, Simeon. 14. I don't want to laugh at Trevor Simeon. I'm laughing oh. at this game. This game is going to be terrible. I'm so serious. I, I, I think this game like is going to be so seven, bad. It's probably going to be like 17, 14. I mean, the Browns looked bad week one, but maybe they get it together a little bit. Mayfield and Who did they OBJ. play week one? Tennessee, 43-13. Oh, that's because Tennessee had a defense. When the Browns play somebody that have a defense. Then what the Jets got? Yep. <laughs> they got an up-and-coming defense. I'm not I'm not going to say in line. They have former CJ, former Raven, CJ Mosley. Is he playing this week? Guy. I don't think he's playing this week. I mean, he's not playing this week. He's injured. See? You still got Leonard Williams there. You still got Jalen Adams there. So that's what I'm saying. Like The Jets have injuries, and I don't see them winning well, this game. Either way, it goes – one of these teams, or both of these teams, um, they're going to have their record change tonight. But regardless of the outcome, either way, neither one of these teams are going to be 2-0. It be like 20 to 6. It's going to be a weird game. I'm, t- like, I'm, I'm looking <laughs> at, like, I think the first half could be all field goals. Like, it's going to be a, it's gonna be one of those games. We're probably going to text each other I and be like. I guarantee you, Ugh. Odell going to yeah. have two touchdowns. You can guarantee what? He just guaranteed that. Odell, Odell's going to have that's two touchdowns. That's out Odell's there now. Odell's going to have two touchdowns. Oh, that's out there now. Oh, because be you said there. that, I'm not sure that the Browns throw a passing touchdown at all. Okay. And I have Jarvis Landry starting on my team, so I want him to. And I have Odell. <laughs> that's <laughs> so, why you said that, and that's not going to happen. And I got their tight end. Oh, and Joku. And Joku, I got that tiny from um, Miami. So. so I mean, like I said, regardless of what happens tonight, neither one of these teams are going to be two and zero. So let's talk about teams that are two and zero, and we can start with my Packers. Oh, I knew you, know. you were going uh, there. You absolutely. What? Yeah, we. Why yes, we started because I said so. No, um, you started with the best team that's two. I am. I'm trying to. If you stop talking, the Ravens. I'm attempting to. Okay. So anyway, um, <laughs> I'm going to ignore Week One because, I, as I said before, um, I think I said it on the pod. Any quarterback not named Blake Bortles or Mitchell Trubisky, maybe Blaine Hoyer, Brian Hoyer, excuse me, Brian Blaine Hoyer. Gabbert, those what, those four quarterbacks? Uh, yeah, I think even Cody Kessler would have got a W. Anybody not named Mitchell Trubisky, Blake Bortles, Brian Hoyer, or Blaine Gabbert would have beat the Packers week one. Anybody. Trevor Simeon. Yes, he in. absolutely would have. He absolutely would have tossed two touchdowns. Yeah, yes, yes. It's just funny because at the end of last week we only had an hour, and I said to you, "Dang it, we didn't even get to talk about the Packers." And you're like, "No, we didn't even talk about the Packers yet." Well, we got to talk about it for. But now you're happy after week two, huh? No, let me get into that too. Okay. We scored 21 points in the first what 17, 18 minutes of the game. Yep. And how many more did we score the rest of the game? Didn't do nothing else. How many field goals did we put up the rest of the game? None. Didn't do nothing else. Y'all almost lost. You, it was the Vikings though. That's what I'm saying. So you it's almost let Kirk to be, Cousins beat you. Be you almost let Kirk Cousins. Kinda, no, kinda it should never be. As long Vikings, as Kirk, like, like, like let me, hey, let me explain this because I'm really <laughs> gonna get off of this because the Packers are two and zero, and you would think that I'm ecstatic. I am terrified because you're like Aaron Rodgers. Right Aaron Rodgers. There, there is no smile right now. Aaron Rodgers. For years, I have told people, when it comes to my division, I have Matthew Stafford, who's going to throw for 4,000 yards and then throw a crucial interception. So I'm not worried about that. I had <laughs> Jay Cutler. Oh. I had, And then let's go to Minnesota. I had Brett Favre when they were actually solid. I had Trevor Simeon, I think, for what, a little bit. We had Tavares Jackson. We had Christian Ponder. We had... Let's look at the names that we've had. Aaron Rodgers, you have been the best quarterback in the division 
for so long. And I know I talk about these teams that see each other twice a year. And I even said in the beginning of the year, this could be the game that we lose because we're seeing them early. Who knows? It's a division team. All of these different things can happen. I'm more worried about the way that we're looking. But this is my bigger issue with it. Aaron Rodgers, on the stages where you are with the Case Keenums, on the stages where you are with the Mitchell Trubisky's, on the stages where you are with the Andy Dalton's, why are you not the GOAT then? I understand you're not technically playing them one-on-one, but too often it looks like you guys belong on the same playing field. Why? Yeah, why? Not even close. So now, like I said, it's been three years since I gave my legit Aaron Rodgers is better than Drew Brees argument because the more that it goes, I'm like, you right, maybe. You might have a point. If somebody said Drew Brees was better than Aaron Rodgers right now, I was like, "Mm, you might have a point. Wow. Well, now we have Drew Brees out for six weeks. Yeah, we got – and let's talk about that for a quick second too. Quarterbacks from – Ben Roethlisberger to Nick Foles yep. to um you just said Drew Brees. to Drew Brees, these are big name quarterbacks that are going down. So I think the more and more, I, even in me, even me saying all of this, I feel so confident though that the Packers could still be playing into February. And the only reason why I'm that confident, which is a sick reason, who's is number twelve. Out, who's going to come out of y'all division? Yeah, us. Us, it, it should always be us because we have the best quarterback. And it should have never been a situation where it should ever be a conversation other than that. Watch the Vikings turn this whole thing around. Okay. I wouldn't doubt it. And this anyways, is, that's the part of being a, a Packer fan. Let's get to a real team. I just left the real team. No, let's get to a real team. Let's, let's get to a real team. Because my man is sitting here breaking records. He is making history for himself. Okay. He passed for 250-plus and ran for 120. 120. Right. Okay. In the same game. You played the Cardinals. Yeah, you did play the Cardinals. And who'd you play week one? Oh, my God. You played Miami. Look, yep. we played the Chiefs this this. Okay. So and they don't have a defense. This will be a good test. They don't really have a defense, but okay. we'll, 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 show, we'll show. I'm telling you. So you're telling me that Lamar the Jackson is going to outgun and outduel Patrick Mahomes is what you're saying. I don't think he's going to, like – what I'm saying is, like, he's going to play good enough for us to win. Is it a loss? For us to win. Is it a loss? <laughs> we're going to win. I need you to – okay, I was about to say I need you to say the I, words. I, I kept saying win. So okay, I just wanted you to, to say – I wanted I you to know. say the words in succession. Baltimore and say, is going to beat the Chiefs 24-27. to 27. Case closed. Are you on that same side, T? Isn't Kansas City averaging 44 in their first – we no, excuse me, not 68. So what is that? 30, 34. 34 in their first two games? They played Jacksonville. Jacksonville only has one great defensive player on that team. On that defense. Don't do that. Don't do that. They they have way more than that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And you're only talking Jalen Ramsey, aren't you? Yes. So you're gonna disrespect Calais Campbell like that? You're gonna disrespect Miles Jack like that? You're gonna disrespect AJ Aboye like that? I am. He's, he's coming at you hot, too. He's got them all lined up. Probably not Campbell, but... Bro, Kansas City hung 40. They hung 40 on Jacksonville. Uh, Their defense is not that good, I'm telling and, you. Oh, and Mahomes threw four touchdown passes just in the second quarter. And who did they, who did they but play But they didn't against? do anything after that either. See? Yeah. They, didn't, they didn't do anything after that. Right. But... 
And then they played the Raiders. Time out. Let me. Let, what did I just say about the Vikings? The Chiefs see the Raiders twice a year. Twice a year. What was the score of the Raiders game? 28 to 10. They see them twice a year. And they still kept Patrick Mahomes from scoring 30. A team that you are going to see twice a year, you can try different things. John Gruden saw him all last year. Look, did you see the score? Man, we barely lost last year to the Chiefs. And we lost off of a no-look pass to Tyreek Hill. So that just even further illustrates my point. Even when you guys do everything right, but we, he has I'm to throw saying, a no-look pass to beat you guys. Like That was like, come on, man. I'm telling you, we're going to beat the Chiefs this time. We're going to start our season 3-0. For uh-huh. another year, well, it, well, did we start three and we started three and a previous year? But I'm sure you guys have. We made the playoffs <laughs> then. But the Packers won the first two Super Bowls. What does that mean? Don't nobody care about the. Don't Packers. nobody care about the last three and no start for Baltimore. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, like I'm saying, we're going to start our season three and This is my favorite part. This is talk that talk. <laughs> I'm Alex White here with Chatterbox and Duna. We're I don't know how much longer Duna's going to be here. <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest. I wanted, um, I did want to ask you up? though, are you happy with watching the NFL again? Uh yeah, I am. I'm not even gonna lie. Okay. I'm happy. It's um it's Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Terrell yes. took a year off. Yes. And I was kinda shocked when he told me on the on the radio the first time I was like, uh, I'm not watching the NFL this year. Yeah. But we got you back. Yes. And I'm I mean, I'm gonna be completely honest. The one thing that I looked back to last year and I'm like Okay, I missed it. The only thing, and this is crazy because I really try to think about it sometimes and be like, what did I miss? What did I miss? What did I miss? I missed Saquon's rookie year. When I look back, that's what I'm going to realize. That year that I sat out football, what did you miss? I missed perhaps the greatest running back of what might be this generation. I missed his rookie year. You didn't watch last season? Mm-mm. Oh, bro, you missed a lot. You missed Wait. not only his, you missed Lamar's. Yep. Debut, like his debut start. You Patrick miss Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. I miss Patrick's MVP season. See, I did miss a lot. See, yeah. so I mean, you missed what the Chargers was doing. I miss Gruden's first year back. You missed the Rams. Yeah, that you didn't miss much of that. Yeah, that's a good point. I would say you didn't miss a lot, but here's the thing God, too, because I, I even mentioned it with the Rams. <laughs> like, if the if the Rams would have won a title last year, I even said it. I was like, I don't know how the city gonna feel about me. Like, if I don't watch football and then the city win the Super Bowl, they're gonna be like, yo. Yeah. Keep it off. Yeah. Um, so, I, I what I did think about was if the Packers win a title this year. Oh my! Should I like take a year off every other year? They're not gonna win. Watch your ma- Duna. Get out. <laughs> you can no longer take any time off from watching football <laughs> until you understand that you're not winning a championship <laughs> anytime soon. I think you shouldn't take any more time off until you do win one. Cause um. Aaron Rodgers has I to. thought about taking time off from the NFL, but uh, I just can't because my team is just – Your team did for a little bit. My team is just so good. All right. So, we gonna, <laughs> uh, what else are we going to talk about? Uh, let's talk about the Patriots. Somebody's hating. Uh, you know what? Let me explain. You know what? Let's talk the about Patriots, the Patriots. Everybody talks about the Patriots, so let's do it in Uh-oh. a fun way. Um, Since the Patriots they are just, on the it, list, you know, I feel like we're gonna talk about them all year, and they're not gonna let us around AB it. Has popped up this morning. Yeah, second woman. Can we address that for a second? And we're gonna talk about it on the podcast because I truthfully don't want to get into it right now. I mean, what I've what I've what I've heard. It's gonna sound crazy. What I've heard about the girl that's just came out this morning is that she doesn't want a case. She, she doesn't, doesn't want, want any money. money. She just wants everybody to know that she felt uncomfortable. 
because of what he's been because he's been on the he's been in the sports news lately. That's what was so said. she literally just said that she's an opportunist. <laughs> so I'm highly confused on what is going on right now. Mind is you, it possible to believe that somebody from the I'm not saying the Raiders organization per se, but somebody who's maybe a Raider fan or somebody who maybe ha- maybe has ties to the Raiders are just upset and they're trying to sully his name. All right, never mind. That, podcast that, conversation. That, that could be. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that on the podcast because I'm telling you, that's um, why I didn't want to talk about it on here because I got also, a deeper, darker that we can and go also, into. And also, I want to mention still, again, mind you. The Ravens are trash. Mind you. Oh. Watch your mouth. <laughs> the first girl mm-hmm. is doing this around the same time as she's getting married. Mm-hmm. So, for me, my coincidence mm-hmm. for this podcast, po- podcast conversation, she's trying to get that money that for she couldn't wedding. get. For the land, for the wedding, and the other girl Hating. just wants to get her name out there to the Hating. public. So, I mean, because he is on the Patriots, and that obviously they know he's going to win the championship, so that means more money in his pockets. You know what? I so, love how everybody keeps saying, "Obviously, like they're going to win a title." I tell people all the time, and I'm sure everybody says it, or I hope they would. When's the last time the Patriots have had a receiver the caliber of Antonio Brown? Randy Moss. Did they win a title with Randy Moss? No. All right. Um, but um, they're gonna win the championship, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, if I'm sorry Ant- how much did we this, just talk bro, about? But, how much uh, did we just talk about Kobe and his and his and his girls? For instance, let's say Kobe. Let's say that that girl was a bench warmer. For instance, let's say that let's say that that girl was a bench warmer. For instance, and she decided. Or and Kobe decided, even though her not showing up, whatever the case may be, nothing changed in terms of game plan. Nothing's different in terms of the game plan. Just the mere fact that we feel like we're not 100% out here. We're missing something. We're vulnerable. We feel like we can't get into foul trouble because I don't have that extra person coming off the bench. Whatever the case may be, all of that goes into and should be taken into consideration. So I'm looking at somebody like A.B., and I am. I'm going to be completely honest. You got somebody like, let's say, a Josh Gordon. Let's say Josh Gordon is going through his own personal demons, and then A.B. is going through his own personal demons. And then let's say, because it's happened already, let's say Edelman has another P.E.D. pop. You can say, you can say that I'm pointing to a lot of things that would have to be like Dang, crazy bro. cases to happen. But these are I mean, all... Wood. I, yeah, I just did it. So that's what I'm saying. So wood. these are Dang. all situations that we've all reported on less than a month and a half ago for all of these things. So why is everybody just like, oh, they got A, B, it's over. Football is the one sport that I don't do that in. Like baseball, basketball, I'm not going to lie. When AD went to the Lakers, oh, man, now we got to talk. When Giancarlo joined Aaron Judge, ah, now we got to talk about the Yankees. Football, Le'Veon Bell went to the Jets. Nobody said it. OBJ went to the Browns. You got some people that said it, but there's at least half of those people was like, they're still the Browns. Yeah, I'm, they're still I'm, the Browns. I'm still, I'm still you got that. everybody that's Browns. talking about the Cowboys, and they're like, you literally see what the Cowboys have, and you're like, nah, they ain't won in twenty plus years. You point to Jason Garrett, you point to Jerry Jones, you point to 199 things. You look at the Rams; they choked in the Super Bowl last year. You point to everybody, and there's something. I refuse to look at the Patriots and be like, nah, you guys got it on lock. I watched y'all go undefeated and still lose to the Giants. <laughs> so I refuse to say it. <laughs> and that second Super Bowl where the Giants beat the Patriots was the worst. 
Super Bowl. Like, it was one of the worst Super Bowls. Like, outside of that fourth quarter, it was a bad Super Bowl. I mean, I guess I can see what you're saying because I necessarily don't see. I, I could see them winning, but will it be easy? No. Um, the only reason why I can see them winning is because that's big game Brady and that's still A.B., and then For you sure. have Flash Gordon on the other side. For sure. I just need, and as much as I love Flash, like I've loved Flash as he came into the league, I need you on the field, baby. He's been on the, have you seen him lately? Yeah. Okay. Bro, it's week two. It is week two. It is week two. It's it, September. It's, it is week two. I like, understand that. But Flash, I need you in but January. You, but you actually get to see Flash back again. Like I have seen, like, you know. and, and, I'm, and you, I'm not trying to be this guy, but... The nickname of Flash can work one of two ways. We see you as somebody who's not from this earth and you're un you're you're inhumane, or we've seen flashes of what you can be, but you're not on the field long enough. What if what if we've Flash's nickname turns into the that's my point. What if Flash's nickname in hindsight turns into the opposite? And it turns into wow, his nickname could have been Flash because we've seen glimpses of what he could have been. Nobody's rooting for J for for uh, Jay more than me. I don't feel like anybody's rooting for Jay more than me because I feel like there are people that that are like Jay that I actually deal with on a consistent basis. I'm talking whether grew up with, with whether went to high school with, whether related to him. So I'm looking at somebody like Joe and I'm like, bro, if anybody, I want you to succeed. I want you to. I'm but I have seen things happen in the NFL more than any other sport where it seems like if there ever was a sports guy for for a particular sport. It's definitely one for football because it seems like every time a team gets everything, something happens. And you're just like, wow, like there's no real way. Like you look at you look at certain th New Orleans. Like I said, I'm going to always make this comparison. You look at Drew Brees, you look at Aaron Rodgers, you look at the careers that they have. Not only do they both have a title. They've both only been to one. That tells a story in itself. So I refuse to look at them and be like, what if the AFC championship is Houston and Kansas City? I'm very serious right now. I'm not kidding. Like you guys are laughing. I'm not the laughing. reason why I say that, I the reason why that. I say that is because Houston's defense, they it's now it's scaring me because when it comes down to late in games, they looking like they can't stop a nosebleed late in games. But I look at Deshaun Watson, uh -huh. and since that last year at Clemson, since but the year before that. Deshaun Watson don't look like a person that's going to go into Foxborough and be scared. If he can get protected, I can see Deshaun Watson lighting Foxborough up. And if I can see Deshaun Watson doing it, what do you think Pat can do? Mm -hmm. Like I said, so if, if you want to get an it's out there for me now, I would say the AFC Championship today as it stands, September 16, 2019, I like Houston and Casey. I like him too. I'm with you. The AFC Championship is going to be Baltimore and the Patriots. But just peep how we just named four different teams. Yeah, that's true. If so, how can you be so sure to be like if if not the Patriots for sure the Chiefs? <laughs> you see the way you see the way Baltimore didn't move. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. That's insane. What you mean? Nothing. I didn't mean anything. Um, Baltimore is gonna be in there. What okay. you mean? All right. I didn't AFC say a word to you. I'm just saying Baltimore gonna be in the championship. You know the AFC championship. So anywho. Um, but this just haters. goes back to my point before, man. Like I said, I think it's Can't just too much when it goat. comes to football, and I think that too much has to go right, and I think that too much has to go almost perfect for it to work. And I just refuse to look at 
look at the Patriots and be like, because you guys beat up on Pittsburgh, where they're trying to get, figure out what their next move is right now, and True. then Miami. you beat Miami. Miami. I mean, and 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 uh, who said it this morning? Uh, not Damian Woody. Uh, Brandon Marshall said it this morning. They should have put up more on Miami, but that's just. I'm not gonna lie. That's 43 though. But Brandon Marshall said they that 20, they used it as or 28. They used it as a preseason game because you got AB. So now you got to get AB acclimated to everything. So they use it as a preseason game. I'm supposed to judge y'all off of a team that we just said look like a preseason team. I'm just not like especially like okay I'll put it I'll put it this way. When did they when If Mitchell Trubisky and the Chicago Bears did to the Miami Dolphins you, he just did it. Lamar Jackson just did it. Lamar Jackson was somewhat in the same boat as Mitchell Trubisky. He has a defense, he has a situation where he could win right now and win a Super Bowl on his rookie deal. Can he can he throw the ball well enough? Lamar Jackson came out in week 1 and was like, "Yeah, I can." Which I don't feel like he should have waited to then because I thought at Louisville he showed you he could throw the football. But it's the Dolphins. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's the Dolphins. So, Brady, if I just watched Lamar Jackson beat them by 49 or 40, it was 49. 59. I'm not impressed. No, it was, they put up 59, but they scored 10. Uh, so, y'all beat them by 49. But if Lamar Jackson beat them by 49, if you're the GOAT and you put up 43, I don't want to talk about the Patriots today. <laughs> I didn't. For what? The Dolphins very well might go 0-16. I think, the way that it looks I think right they're now, trying to. They're going to bring in Cap. No, they're not. Because then they're going to actually contend in games. They want Tua. They are tanking be, for Tua. Right now. So they're going to be, they bring in Cap now, or the Jags do? What about Pittsburgh? <laughs> what about Pittsburgh. Yo, if Pittsburgh bring in Cap, I'm going to be dis- so disappointed. Why? I hate Pittsburgh. Oh. Duh. <laughs> like, duh. I, was, I was about to say something about Mike Tomlin. But um, <laughs> I, I just don't think, too. me personally, if I'm, if I'm, I heard them say it on first take today, but if I'm, um, if I'm Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh, front office. I call Cap. I'm going to be honest with you, brother. You got to make a decision. If you call Cap, and this, and again, everybody knows how I feel about Cap. It has nothing to do with cap. It has more to do with your franchise and your stability. What do you want? If everybody just said that Mike Tomlin, who has never had a losing record, who has never had a losing season, by the way, um, is coaching for his job right now, which <coughs> is asinine. Oh, like, he should man. not be coaching for his job right now. But if everybody says that he's coaching for his job because of what he let transpire in the locker room last year, why would you make him coach cap? I personally just wouldn't put that on my coach. True. Now, if you don't care about Mike Tomlin, you don't give a damn about him, and you're just like, I mean, you no, either man, sink or swim, just sign him. But me personally, if I care about him and I care about the way that this city's going to react, and I'm not saying that the city's going to react bad in terms of Cap, but I'm just saying let's say Cap, let's say they sign Cap, they're winning games or whatever the case may be. Let's say they win two games and let's say that they lose another one. But the week that they lose, something happens with, um, with Jay-Z that – completely goes against what Cap has already done. Now that's the conversation for the next week. And then that one loss turns into two straight losses. And now Pittsburgh is only sitting at two and three. But everybody looking at it like, oh, Mike Tomlin should be let go of his job just because of the circus surrounding his team yet again. If I'm Pittsburgh, I don't do it. I just I just keep him away. I mean, if I'm Jacksonville, I don't do it because Nick Foles is not going to be out that long. If I'm um, 
if I'm uh, New Orleans, I'm relaxing. I have Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, New Orleans don't need. New Orleans not going. And not only they have Teddy Bridgewater, man, they got Hill, man. Taysom. Yeah, Taysom. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, Taysom if he's not gonna Hill. throw the football, he, somebody got to get him the ball if he's not gonna throw it. That's true. I mean, well, yeah. So I then mean, it goes back to Teddy. Teddy. But they good over there. Is what I'm saying. The other teams that we I would just say named, they're good because of Alvin Kamara. The teams that we just named are not good. Who? <laughs> without their QB. Jacksonville? It's not good without their QB. I mean, I don't want to be that guy that's caught in the did, moment, but he, Gardner Minshew looks good. He did put up some touchdowns. I'm not even worried. You know how I am. I don't really care about numbers like that, especially when it's early in somebody's career. I care about the way that you look. And Gardner looks like. An NFL quarterback. He looks like he's not phased by certain things. He looks like he could take a hit. He looks like he knows how to scramble out of the pocket when need be. He looks like he knows how to give up his body when need be, and he knows how to die for extra yardage when need be. Didn't he Jacksonville like win games with Blake Bortles? <laughs> I think they reached the AFC Championship with Blake Bortles. No, I like Blake Bortles. Okay, but I'm saying this is the part him. where your mic does go off. <laughs> Blake Bortles is he's he's okay. I'm not saying like oh, as a person he's like Aaron Rodgers or nothing. No, uh, of course you didn't say that. But what I'm saying is like, you you need a QB without him. If you don't have him, yeah. you need a QB. And I understand you need you got one, you got your second rep. But now, what if your second rep go down? Then what? I mean, we we we're gonna we're gonna see it right here in Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh just traded Josh Dobbs to uh, Jacksonville once Nick went down. So, oh, and Josh Dobbs might be the the starting quarterback. He's not gonna start over Gardner Minshew. Not a regret issue unless he gets hurt. Not going to So, and I feel like, I feel like, you know, Pittsburgh should give Cap the call just to see. It I, has I nothing just, to do with play. I think he would fit perfectly. I just disagree only because just, Mike Tomlin. Like, you just, I mean, it's just some, um, but what if it changes? Who? Think of the story. Think of the outcome. What if Mike Tomlin flipped Okay, then that's even around, worse. Like, because what are you signing Cap to? A one-year deal? Yeah. So I have a question. So I have a question. So let's say that Big Ben, they said that he's going to miss the remainder of the season. It's obviously week two. No, no, I'm saying they said he did. He is. So it's week two. So they're obviously saying it on on the spectrum of seven to 18 weeks. I'm guessing that's what they're looking at the NFL season. Mm -hmm. Let's say that cap comes and let's say that cap gets them into a wild card spot. And then we all know once you make it into the postseason in the NFL, it's whoever's hot at that time. And then we've seen how Cap can catch fire. Last time, last time he played, or last last time we seen him play. So let's say Cap gets them that first win. Let's say the defense gets them that second win. Let's say Big Ben, and like you said, the story is great. Now everybody's turning to Mike Tomlin. He he brought in Cap. He brought him in, integrated him, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then Big Ben's elbow is ready to go. I say to what you got. So then you bench Big Ben. Yes, you don't throw him in the. You don't throw him in there because if you throw, I'm him not in gonna there, lie, gonna mess it up. And this is the part, and this is the part where, like I said, it goes back to ownership because it, now we have a question about Cap. I don't think ownership even brings in Cap because of that reason. You think if Cap and and we, I'm not even trying to no, make this a I'm race not, thing. I'm, I'm not saying do do I think that they'll that they won't that they'll sit that they'll bench Ben. 
That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, like, that's my opinion. No, I like, no, you, you I understand should, your you opinion. Sh- you should, bitch, bitch. And you're probably not wrong with it either, because not only did he get you there. I mean, not only did he win you games while there, he got you there under the under the assumption that we're going yeah. under. But what I'm saying is, let's say he comes back, he's fully healthy. Mike, let's say that you're Mike Tomlin, and that is your idea. I'm not gonna lie. As a person who's in the front office, I just let AB walk. I just let Le'Veon Bell walk. I'm not finna possibly lose a playoff game and Big Ben is sitting on the bench. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Because they literally just told the world, out of all of these three Supers, out of the Killer Bees, out of Bill, Brown, and Ben, we took Ben. So you want them to say, actually, we didn't take any of them. We took Cap. Even if it, even if it's right in the moment, I'm just telling you, like the circus that's going to surround them I think if I'm in the front office today and I'm just a fly on the wall, I think everybody in that front office is just, nope. Because it's, let's weigh the options. Let's say that let's say you sign cap and you win. It's still a media circus. Let's say you sign cap and you lose. It's still a media circus. <laughs> let's say you do nothing and you lose right now. Still a media circus. No, it's not. Big Ben went down for the year. <sighs> it is. Is this a possibility, though? Are they talking? Like I, I, think, I think it was just talking in the beginning yeah. of the year. Yeah, I don't I think, th- I think Cap will ever talk. play in the NFL again. And as a person who has said it on plenty of occasions, you got to realize when your cup runneth over. You got to realize when you outgrow a situation. You got to realize when you outgrow a person. You got to realize when your level ha- or when your uh, when your status has leveled up. I don't want Cap on no damn football field. If they don't protect Cam, you think they go protect Cap? Right. So that's why for all the black people that's like, oh, yeah, get Cap a job, da, 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 you might be signing that man's death sentence. I don't want Cap to put on the helmet ever again. I just want to see him play again. And the only reason why I want Flag to see football, him, I don't care. Like, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not putting him back at the mercy of the NFL. The only reason why I want to see him play again is because, like, Cap was good. Yeah, he was great. Like, like he was, he was like, okay, you going to let me do, you going to let me run the RPO? For the people who don't know, that is run pass option. Um, you're gonna let me do the RPO. You know he could scramble fast. He could pass. It's something like what people see in Lamar Jackson now. It's what we see in Cam. It's what Cam, we saw in Vic. It's what like, we see in a lot of these. It's what we see in Mitchell Trubisky. It's what we see in Carson Wentz. It's what we see in these quarterbacks and, that can do. You both. know, and it's kind of like when you see talent like that, you want to continue to see it. You know, you don't want it to go. It's like when Mike Vick when he got in trouble, everybody was like, "Dang, like." Who's gonna be the next Mike Vick? That's exactly what everybody said. Like, who's gonna be the next Mike Vick? Like, who who's gonna be that? You know? So it's like, what do we do now? Like, who's gonna be the next Chad Ochocinco? Hmm. Who's gonna be the next receiver that's gonna be telling you like, I'm I'm gonna let you know my route. You are gonna have to stop me. I'm gonna who, let you know exactly where I'm going. Who's gonna be that receiver? You know, I think right now, I think I know who that Chad Ochocinco is. Like, who's gonna be that? Who's gonna be that running back that's like, oh, I'm gonna run you over. You just oh, have to tackle me. We only got we only got ten minutes left, and I want to try to tackle like two or three different things. You just touched on it. By the way, I think the person that will go out and tell you, I know exactly, I can tell you exactly which route I'm running. You're not gonna stop me. That's DeAndre Hopkins. Um, mm. However, I do want to talk about oh, my Julio. fantasy team really quick. But continue on. I, I think Julio might not say it for different reasons, because of Matt Ryan. He okay. got to worry about Matt Ryan. Okay. Like he got to worry about Matt Ryan getting him the ball in the right spot. Okay. Um. So, yeah, I just want to talk about my fantasy team real quick. But uh, I don't see how they let me do this. But obviously I got to win this week. But anyway, I got Tom Brady, David Johnson, Dalvin Cook, Devontae Adams, Michael Gallup, 
Vance McDonald, Jarvis Landry, the Cowboy defense, which I'm about to cut. Um, <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, the New Orleans kicker, Will Lutz. Um, James Conner, Aaron Rodgers, Andre, uh, oh, excuse me, uh, AJ Green, Muhammad Sanu, um, Va- Valdez Scantling from Green Bay, Jared Goff, and Jimmy Graham. So when I drafted this team, I drafted it knowing that I think my first three of my first four picks were running backs. I think I went and got Dalvin Cook, David Johnson, and um, James Conner early because obviously the thing that everybody knows about fantasy sports, not a lot of elite running backs to, run, to, go, to go to. Right. So here's the funny part, guys. Aaron Rodgers is my first quarterback off the board. So I took Aaron. <laughs> Second quarterback, I was like, hmm. I'm going to draft this one because I need somebody with stock that I can trade later. So I went and got Jared Goff. I have no intention to ever play Jared Goff. I don't. <laughs> we'll see. Um, and then I'm picking around last season. I'm like, okay, now I need somebody to go back and forth with Aaron. Why was Brady still out there? I have no idea. And then they get A.B. like three days after the draft. I was like, oh, yes, this is great. You know why Brady was still out there? Because he's 41 for two? How old is Brady? 41? 41 right now, probably going into 42. Yeah. Yeah. That was why? Yeah. I mean, well, I'm not going to lie. When I, even when I, even when I drafted him, I thought about it and was like. And also, he didn't have a top target besides Edelman. Edelman. But see, I was thinking about it. If worse came to worse, when I drafted him, I was like, if worse came to worse, I know that I could start him six times a year against both or both both Buffalo games. Yeah. <laughs> both uh Dolphin. Jet games and both Dolphin games. <laughs> and even with the Dolphin game, I was like the one I was worried about was in Miami. So when they had A B for that game, I was like, Okay, so I'm gonna start Brady at least six times this year. So I was I was fine with it. But um again, I don't know how they let me draft this team. I have no idea how they let me do this. No, and tell me why I have Drew Brees and Cam Newton and now Breeze is out, and Cam, I don't know what is going on. We're going to have to start the show next show with man, Cam. Man, I got Tom Brady. I got Michael Thomas. Oh, my gosh. Man, um, <laughs> that's just on one team. Like, the rest of my team is, like, built on defense. But Oh, because you got one of the – Yeah, I got one of the, like, the big Oh, okay, 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 okay. We really should have – But I got, like – I mean, three fantasy teams. Lead. But let me tell you my best fantasy team, though, right now. Let me tell you the best lineup. Let me Let me elaborate for y'all, you know. Let me go ahead and tell y'all. I have Tom Brady. I have Freeman. This is a, this is Devontae. another this is uh, Devontae Freeman. This is another um another fantasy league, mind you. So mm-hmm. I got Tom Brady on like two, three of my fantasy teams. I have Aaron Jones, Green Bay running back. Shout out. DeAndre Hopkins, <laughs> Odell Beckham, Njoku, hmm. Calvin Ridley, hmm. Justin Tucker, hmm. Seahawks defense. Hmm. On my bench, I got Cam Newton. Okay. I got Ryan Burkhead. Rex. 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 Is Rex? Rex from New England, right? Yeah. Rex Burkhead, my bad. Um, I got, um, I believe his name is Alan Humphreys for the Titans. Receiver. It is, it is. Wait. Oh. Um, he used to play for Tampa. Might be Adam. I think it might be Adam. Adam. When you said Alan Hearns, I, w- I was thinking, I mean, when Alan. you said Allen, I was thinking Hearns, and he's in Miami. I'm sorry. Okay, so Adam. Let me so we see. got Adam Humphreys. It is Adam Humphreys. Okay. What else we got? My bad. DK McCaff. 
Yo, honestly, I was so mad that I couldn't get DK Metcalf. I wanted him so bad. And when I was about to draft him, somebody else took him. I'm not too mad because I got Jarvis Landry out of it. But I was like, damn, Man. he's going to shock people. And I got Greg Olson. And I got Philly defense. If Greg Olson can keep a healthy Cam Newton, good pick. Yep. Um. Real quick too. I just the last thing I actually want to talk team. about really quick, which is beautiful because we got like four or five minutes left. I, I want to talk about the top five running backs that me and my dad got into an argument over, and we could talk about it later. But I told my dad that um, mine is going to be different, obviously because of the day and age that I grew up, and even then when we talk about running backs especially all-time running backs, you're going to have a list, especially if you do your top five, you're going to have a list where so many people are left off. So I told my dad, mine? All right, cool, I'll do it. I was like, my personal all-time favorite is Barry Sanders. I think after that you go Sweetness. I think you go Walter Payton, only because I think he had a level of Magic Johnson to his, to his credit. I think there was a certain level of cachet that follows Sweetness. So because right. of that, that team got that cachet with it. So I think that's the reason why uh, why Sweetness is number two for me. Number three is the person who made me fall in love with the running, running back position, which is Emmitt Smith. And then this is why I told my dad, four and five is where it gets fun. Because four, I'm going to slate mine in and I'm going to give myself a little bit of a break because I feel like everybody's top five should have just one of your favorites. Somebody who, in most top fives, maybe he's not in it, but in my top five, he's in it because of what he meant to me. And that would be Terrell Davis. Anybody who could play through migraines, anybody who could be the focal point of an offense and the defense knows what you're going to do, and you still can't do anything about it. So that was that was my third, that was my fourth one. And I told my dad, here's the interesting part for me. Cause I switched my fifth one like two or three times. And when I finally landed on it, I was like, oh, and now that I think about it, it's not even close. Cause if I put it in order, I don't think he's number five. So I was like, Dad, I was like, you know who doesn't make my list then? He was like, who? I was like, that means Adrian Peterson doesn't make my top five. And he was like, AP doesn't make your top five? And I was like, absolutely not. Yeah, I'm on the same boat as your dad. <laughs> AP took, don't make your top five? I took LaDainian Tomlinson. And I'm kind of mad that you are looking at me like that because the first thing that came out of my dad's mouth, and this is the part where my dad might have an argument, but not about this particular thing. My dad looked at me and my dad was like, I was like, dad, I was like, when you go to LT, I said, running through the tackles, I'll, I'll okay, I'll, I'll give the advantage to AP. Battering Ram, I'll give the advantage to AP. Even with a stiff arm, I give the advantage to LT on the stiff arm speed i give the advantage to lt and i don't think it's close my dad was like ap speed lt i was like dad it's not close like let me let me let me explain to you it's not close ap is nowhere near lt in terms of speed oh. if you tell me anything different i'm gonna end the show early i gotta have them both for my uh top I didn't, five. Even, I didn't even know that i didn't even know that lt is number two all time in rushing touchdowns i didn't even know that where AP at? Fifth. Top five, man. <laughs> so, when my, of course, when I told my dad that, my dad was like, okay. My dad was like, but then you left out Eric Dickerson. You left out Jim Brown. You left out Marcus Allen. And I'm sitting there like, see? But then you know based on where I grew up and when I grew up based on my answer. But AP was definitely my number six. But I got AP falling out of my top five. I do. That's tough. You ain't even, got, you ain't even mentioned Brian Westbrook. I didn't. 
Michael Turner. Well, Michael Turner was good. I'm not gonna lie. Years. I'm looking at it right now. Now that you just, I seen a name. I seen Priest Holmes. Priest Holmes was an underrated running back. Like we could go on and on for can we let's can we address the fact that Frank Gore is still playing? Frank Gore. Yep. That's the U. The U produces football players. Like let's let's address that too. Oh, but I don't know, man. We been do that. I don't know, man. Like I said, from this goes back to play, Jerome Bettis. Like Marshawn Lynch. Like think about the running backs that I didn't get to name. Yeah. Who else? Who else? Oh, Ward Dunn. Edger and James. Done, Marshall Falk. Done. Like, think about the names that I'm not mentioning. But, man, for a top five. All right, we got we got to get out of yeah, here. Give me your top five running backs here. real quick. I can't do that. You bro. can't do that? Nah, nah. I gave y'all mine. I got Barry Sanders. I got Sweet. And you know the funny part? As much as I love TD, you know what? I TD got, would be one I of those got, I would have I to got, pull out. I got those three. That's the first three you had named. Walter, Emmett, Barry. Yeah. And then my last two, I definitely, man, it's going to be tough. AP AP is in there for sure. Hmm. Okay. Um I don't know who else to sneak in there. Who else on that list right quick? Let me see. Which one is this one? This one is Russian touchdowns. Russian touchdowns. Who on that list? I can't see from over here. I'm okay, so I mean you want me to start from the top? So you got yeah. Emmett, LT, Marcus Allen, Walter Payton, Adrian uh Peterson, Jim Brown, John Riggins. Uh, Marshall Falk, Sean Alexander, Barry uh, Sanders, Franco Harris, Jerome Bettis, Eric Dickerson, Curtis Martin, Priest Holmes, Marshawn Lynch, Jim Marshall Taylor. Falk. Marshall Falk? Yeah. You did not just put Marshall Falk in your top five over LaDainian Tom. Guys, all right. Have a great um, <laughs> have a great he's week. Like, he's like six. Do not, I'm tired of threatening you with cutting your mic off, and I'm going to switch <laughs> <your mic off. laughs> uh, Somebody's always hating on my picks, man. Because Yo, your picks make no sense. All right, guys. Again, Alex, take us out. I'm leaving. Man, you put LT <laughs> Thanks for over listening. AP. This is Talk That Talk. We'll, I'm um, done with you. We'll talk with you guys next week.